Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for last night's fail. I am back. Delaware the legend himself proud to announce this special feature presentation. No thread. No prior announcement. Now without any further ado. The legend the man the myth. Brandon Drexel Gerson. Please show some noise. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't even know what to say. Good evening. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Uh, Delaware kind of lied. There is a thread. I just created it. And uh, you know what? I didn't get to talk about my fucking shopping mall to win yesterday. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to come back here. What is it? 2.53 in the morning on Las Vegas time. I don't know, about, uh, what are we, about 36 hours away from kickoff, and I'm going to talk about the win fucking mall. I'm going to finish what I started. Yep, I brought her back out. I was sitting here with my HP, and she was real cold this morning because she'd been off. So I unplugged her, and just, we had a vibe, and, and basically she said to me, I mean, it wasn't in words, it was just kind of in feeling that we're not going to go out like that. I heard that Druff had the kid from Hanson on, the 90s pop group, they sang that uh, something Oombop song. And I mean, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you folks. I'm not going to have no 90s teen band on here. Ain't going to be no Justin Bieber or One Discover or what? what's, I don't even know the name, the British Discover, One Something. I don't know. Whatever the hell there. No, there's not going to be anything. Probably won't even be any guests. Uh, I don't have Skype. I mean, try to get Skype, but probably will just fuck up the whole operation. But you know what? I'll be damned if nothing else. Me and uh, my HP, we're going to talk about that win mall. And I don't care. You know, right now I'm sitting in the chat. No one's in there. It's fine. I mean, just one person, Drexel. And you know what? It's fine. Anyhow, good morning. This is uh, <clears throat> this is technically into the night with Brandon Drexel Gerson, your host. Uh, I, I've, you know what? I've said this many, many, many a times. This is going to be a short show. I am literally sitting here, and I'm going to say at 4 o'clock. One hour and six minutes from now, I'm going to pull the plug on this. Uh, why do you ask? It's not because I'm hungry or because I'm tired. It's actually because I, I have somewhere to be tomorrow. Uh, I am starting my Super Bowl weekend early. Uh, I'm packing up around maybe 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to head down to the Strip. I have a beautiful uh, suite waiting for me. I guess I could announce where it's going to be, but... Uh, you know, I know Druff gets harassed anytime he says his hotel, so I probably shouldn't. But uh, and I'm gonna just you know have a nice meal, spend time with some friends, some, uh, maybe gamble a little bit, and just kind of get in that groove, and then stay the night. And then Sunday, I have a Super Bowl party at the uh, said casino that I may go to, I may not, uh, and just gonna kind of relax. You know, people think it's weird uh, when I tell them. You know, I spend a lot of time in hotels. I mean, not a lot like I'm a you know traveling salesman or anything, but a lot you know for someone that doesn't really travel other than like vacations and uh, I you know I'll tell you what I say to everyone that says that I'd like you know every so often the you know, they call it a staycation, but I think that's a fucking lame name uh I don't know I, I you know when it's the World Series when it's a Super Bowl and it's holidays things like that I kind of I love that vibe you know just being on the strip and with people and just, uh, I don't know, something about it gives me a rush. So that's why I do it. 
Um, you know, if I had to pay the prices that they were charging, I probably wouldn't. But since it's complimentary and, uh, you know, I enjoy it, I, I do such things. So anyhow, we're going to shoot to uh, for an hour from now. And uh, you know what? Start sending me the tweets if I go longer because, I, I Jesus Christ, if I'm up to 7, 8, 9, 10 in the morning, I'm going to be fucked. I mean, I'll sleep till, you know, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. It's going to... Anyhow, uh, temperature is 42 degrees right now, and it's actually dropping uh, 2.56 a.m. on the West Coast, Las Vegas, Nevada. And I am back. Again, I apologize for last night's fail. That's why uh, I had to kind of sleep it off for a while, and then I woke up, and I... I'm hearing that there's fucking Hanson on the radio and uh, just tilted, you know. But, uh, you know, I feel better. I had a nice meal for dinner. Uh, had a good relaxing day today. And uh, I am back to talk about, and I'm serious, and this is no joke. We're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about how the county of Las Vegas, Clark County, approved a new wind shopping center because that was not talked about yesterday on radio okay so apparently there's going to be a new shopping center and a convention with a rooftop pool and a bar at the Wynn Uh, the Wynn plans to build a uh, two story 86,502 square foot shopping center addition with a basement I don't know why there's a basement um Anyhow, this was approved on Wednesday by the county commission. You know, like any other city, still got to grease the palms and, you know, go to the commission, tell them what you want to do. The shopping center, uh, per, what is this website? Uh, Vegasinc.com is to have retail outlets, restaurants. Uh, It's going to be situated southwest of the Wynn Las Vegas parking garage. Um Plans also include, I'll get this, they also include a colored concrete sidewalk with fabric awnings outdoors. The building is designed to have a flat roof uh, and I don't even know, I can't even say, corniced, corniced, I don't know, C-O-R-N-I-C-E-D, corniced edges at varying heights. I mean, really, I mean, you can't use a better adjective than corniced, corniced, I don't know. Uh, the resort justifies the expansion by saying the additional retail, retail space will enhance the visitor experience. Yeah, it's going to make them money. Uh, for its guests, uh, when Las Vegas has now announced a timetable or other details, um, the new convention center will also have a building with a pool and a courtyard area. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're going to like a convention at the Wynn and you want to just jump in the pool. I don't know. Listen, the point of all this is this. Uh, whatever struggles, tribulations we had years ago, uh, you know, because of 9-11. I guess we could talk a little about how Vegas was in 9-11. Let me write that down on a piece of paper. Vegas post 9-11. Or actually after the housing market collapse, which uh, really hit Vegas very, very, very hard and actually affected me as well. Um, the economy's back, folks. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh it's never going to be the way it was where the majority of the revenue that's received here in Vegas is from gambling, not with Macau. And, you know, basically, I think there's some study that everybody in the uh, 48 lower states other than Utah is within like a 200-mile radius from you know a casino either in their state or a bordering state. It's never going to be like that. But because of the rooms, the rates of the rooms, the restaurants, I mean, every restaurant, you go to a mutt hotel, 
I mean, you go somewhere, I mean, not even a mutt, but you know what I mean. Like, you, okay, the plaza, downtown. I mean, it's nice, but it's old. You know, it's really old. It's not state-of-the-art. It's no one, you know, unless you're that lower-income family that's struggling and wants to still come to Vegas, you know, you're not really going to think of that, you know, as a place you want to stay. Um, but they have a great restaurant there. They have, it's called Oscars, named after the former mayor of Las Vegas, uh, Oscar Goodman. It's actually very, very delicious. I've eaten there twice. It overlooks a Fremont experience. But, okay. Uh, the Four Queens downtown, they have one of the best restaurants, most expensive, uh, old school style, like with, with all men servers. And uh, I remember I ate there once and I reached in my pocket for a cigarette. And before I could even light it, there were three old guys that just circled me with lighters. I mean, it's just that kind of old school place. It's in the basement. It's called Hugo Cellar. Um, it's not really the kind of place you want to take your boys or anything, but for weddings, proposals, engagements, Valentine's Day. I mean, it's a very romantic place. The food is fucking amazing. And it's an absolute dump, the Four Queens. Um, so anyhow, again, I, I, you know, getting a little bit off subject here. But uh, anyhow, the economy here is booming. They're building as much as they can build. Uh, people are still coming here. And, you know, a lot of it is conventions. I mean, the conventions make this city a lot of money. Uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, you know, I would say a lot of these convention years, as I see them, they don't even gamble. I mean, maybe they'll, you know, play a 20 in a slot machine, but I meet people all the time that come out here for conventions, and I say, oh, what do you play? Oh, I don't gamble. Or I'll throw a 20 in. But it's everything else. It's, you know, the three, four, five hundred $500 rooms, and the room service, and the restaurants, and the cafes, and, you know, all that. So, anyhow, uh, I guess in other Vegas news... Um, this isn't really that interesting of a story, but uh, it was on the list yesterday, so I am going to cover it. Uh, a Las Vegas company announced, this was February 3rd, Wednesday, plans to develop a 125-room hotel by the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I don't know if people know, but we actually have a couple of races that come here. Um, I've never been to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I know that for a number of years I'd get offers from... Uh, Caesars to go there, I'd get like two free tickets, and but it's just you know what, and I'm not judging people. I'm not like oh, you know, NASCAR is not a sport, or racing isn't a sport. You know, it's just not. I'm just not entertained by it. You know, I know people love it. Uh, it's just not for me. I don't think I've ever watched a single lot lap live of any sort of race, whether it be NASCAR, Winston Cup, uh, Indy. I just I've seen it on ESPN. It's just not my cup of tea. Anyhow. We have a speedway here in Vegas, and a company called CAI Investments signed a deal for an $18 million Starwood Hotel. That should uh, ring a bell to Druff. He's a big Starwood or Starwood Hotel uh, guy. You know, he's got the cards, the mile, you know, the program, whatever the hell they call it. Anyhow, they're building a hotel there, um, and that's really it. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not as interesting as fucking the youngest kid from Hanson. Look, I never said it was. Uh, you know, I, it's on the list, so I got to cover it. Uh, downtown, there's a casino called the Grand. Uh, used to be something else. I think it was a Fitzgerald's, maybe. Pretty sure it was. But anyhow, it's called the Grand. Maybe it wasn't. But anyhow, it's called the Grand. It's downtown. And the CEO, poor sap. I mean, your CEOs are fired fast, but this guy didn't even get nine months to, I mean, a pregnancy to turn around. Downtown Grand CEO Jim Sims has gone after less than a year on the job, the casino announced today. Uh, he was named to the position last June, replacing someone that doesn't matter. The resort said in a statement that he was leaving because he had completed his one-year plan ahead of schedule. 
I don't buy that. Does anyone buy that? Let me look at the chat. Uh, oh, I have. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. I have two people in the chat. One's Druff and the other is Father. That's so cute. Do you guys buy that? That he was let go after only eight months because his one-year plan was just complete already? Come on. Give me a break. So anyhow, that happened. Um, and let's see. Okay, well, you know what? I mentioned this too. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in Vegas and people are really angry uh, about this parking situation in Vegas. And unless you lived under a rock or don't gamble, never been to Vegas, MGM Resorts, which owns 48% of the strip, I believe, or 46. And I don't know how to do the math, but anyhow, uh, they're going to be charging for parking at most of the resorts pretty, pretty soon. And we are not happy about it. Some people say, you know what? You stupid Las Vegas, righteous people have taken parking for granted for too long. And then the other is like, the other side of it, which is the side I'm on, is like, really? We're going to go there. We're going to lose our money. I mean, I'm not going to lose my money, but I'm going to say, you know, you know what I mean. But anyhow, we're going to go there. We're going to lose our money. We're going to eat in your restaurants. We're going to gamble. We're locals. We're going to fight the strip and the traffic. And you're going to charge us for parking and fuck us in the ass on the way out. Uh, so that's the camp that I'm in. Uh, anyhow, they announced that some company... CP Plus Corp is going to take over uh, their parking facilities within the next 60 days. And the new operator, uh, they will be the ones collecting uh, both the parking fees as well as valet. And they make a point of stating that they are going to employ non-union valets as part of, part of the change. So, you know, I'm not a union guy. Uh, I don't I mean, I don't, I've never been in the union. I don't know much about it. So how does that work? Like, Say you've been a valet for 20, 30, 40 years, and before people laugh and say to me, that's not possible, who's a valet? They are. You see cocktail. I mean, if anyone doesn't think someone's been in one of those, whether it's a cocktail waitress or a union, valet, whatever, for 30, 40 years, go to fucking Caesars at 2, 3 in the morning and look at those cocktail waitresses and then tell me. I mean, because I'll tell you, Doris, who's 79 years old, is really, really, really fucking cute right before Elvis was born. I mean, that's the truth. So... I don't know. How does that work? Do they just fire them? Is it in their like union contract that they can be fired like that? Do they get severance? I mean, what happens? So anyhow, they're going to be a bunch of pissed off people. Then, you know what? The other side of it. I mean, how much like I'm a pretty good tipper. I don't valet that much. But when I do valet, you know, I usually give sometimes not on the way in and out, but I'll give $2, maybe $5. I mean, it just kind of depends on the service and the vibe and uh, polite to me. But I mean, I give at least $2. Um, so I'm paying $10 to valet a car, I mean, which I'm never going to do. But hypothetically, I'm doing that. And then you're expected to tip on top of that. I mean, the people that are already kind of cheap, you know, in general. Like, So anyhow, the point I'm making is valet uh, parking for MGM Mirage companies. I mean, there's, I got to think there's going to be a lot of openings. There actually won't even be for MGM Mirage. It's going to be for C or SP Plus Corp. They're going to be employing their non-union valets. Um, CP will match the compensation, seniority, and benefits received by valets when they were MGM Resorts uh, employees. So, I, okay, so I'm reading this now. So I guess they're going to rehire some of them. They're going to make them apply. But, I, I mean, I don't know. How does that work? Your union? I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Is that like crossing some sort of line or something? Like your union, but you're getting your same back, job back and you're not union? Hmm. <clears throat> Anyhow, unionized valets at Luxor, Excalibur, Circus Circus will remain MGM employees um, when the transition happens. But pending discussions with union representatives, they'll determine what changes will be made. Yeah, so the valet is going to get fucked. Um, 
Anyhow, I'm not going to spend my show talking about the valet. I mean, you know, you guys are probably expecting the lead singer from Third Eye Blind to come on here. The fucking Hanson kid was on last night. It's not going to happen. So that's uh, that's it with the valet and the parking. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what happened. It's 3.08 a.m. I guess I'm going to sign into Skype here, see if I can do this. And I will take everyone's calls. That's what I'm going to do. Just log into Skype. Every window's closed. The old girl had a good almost 24 hours to recover from last night's show. I mean, she's ready. She doesn't want to go out with a whimper. So let's look in the chat. We have Dan Druff, we have myself, we have Level Account, and we have Lou Father. Um, okay, again, I don't want to spend too much time on the valet, but Druff made a comment. This was in regards to, oh, and Lou Father, this is real life. Uh, Druff made a comment in regards to my valet uh, speech about how you know they're going to be angry. He called BS on that, and he said a lot of those valets make a lot of money. And they do. Of course they do. Now, they pull their tips, you know, unless you're devious and you're... Oh. There you go. Do you guys hear that Skype sound? I mean, this is great. <laughs> First class podcast. Um, yeah. Jeff wants to know if I want to throw this in the archive. Ar- of course this is going to go in the archive because I had not covered the shopping mall yesterday or the 125-room Raceway Racetrack Hotel, okay, and nor did I talk about the parking company based in the Midwest that's coming in here and swooping up the union employees to make them non-union. So, yes, we can put this... Jared Tendler is online. Where do I know that Jared Tendler from? He's on my Skype. I told you that name sounds familiar. He's like the mind reader guy, or didn't he tell Mason that he's a clown? I heard him something on that fraud show. Well, anyhow, uh, it seems as if uh, all our lines are free right now. Um, let me just check the online status. I don't want everyone calling in at once because it could crash the Skype. But anyhow, uh, we are live online. We do have a working phone. Um, what I did is I have a little office set up. It's a small little ranch town um, in Lovelock, Nevada. That's correct. It's Lovelock, one word, L-O-V, L-O-C-K, Nevada. And I have a little office there. Um, I've had it for a while. I go out to Lovelock, uh, usually during the summer because it's about 20, 25 degrees cooler in Lovelock. Um, than it is here in Vegas. They have the, also the brothels within walking distance. So anyhow, uh, those calls are going to be forwarded to me since I'm actually in Las Vegas now. Uh, and the number for the Love Lock Nevada uh, home office is 775-273-8975. That's 775-273-8975. Or if it's easier for you, 775-273-Zulgut. Um, and that's how it phonetically kind of comes out to be but anyhow um so i'll take your calls uh as i mentioned at the top of the hour this is going to go on for maybe another 50 minutes because it is super bowl weekend and i do have things to do and i kind of want to wind down the evening and uh, have some uh kobe not quite as good as wagyu but some kobe sliders that are in the fridge that i'm going to heat up have a little dinner and uh call it a night then head on to the strip to my secret location and enjoy the super bowl get some gambling in uh there's a new restaurant that i've been going to uh let me pull it up talk about this for a second i'm not getting paid to do this but i like to uh talk about food and this is where i actually had my a5 
which I didn't even know what the different categories were, but I had my A5 Wagyu steak there. And as I became more educated, I learned that uh, the grade and the higher the number, the more fat. So, I mean, I can't tell you what like an A1 tastes like or an A2 because places where I've had Wagyu before, they never had a grade. Now, this is some crazy shit. And let's see, I'm not making this up. Uh, when I went and I had my first like graded Wagyu, and it's expensive. I It was... $175 for uh, four ounces, I believe, or five ounces. wasn't a very, very big portion. But it's so rare, and this came from Japan. The manager of the restaurant, because I was so curious and I wanted to understand this, came out and he brought me the birth certificate. Apparently, when you buy this kind of grade uh, of cattle, not only do you get the cattle, you get a birth certificate. It tells you about its history, its parents. I don't know if... Part of it's because of the mad cow disease, but I mean, it just shows you the line and when it was born and just, I mean, literally, it's a fucking birth certificate. It has this paw print on it. Like, that was a little too much for me. I'm like, okay, fine. You have the birth certificate. Do I want to see the paw print of my dinner? Like, come on, really? Um, but anyhow, it's, and I'm not making this up. I've, this, I've seen this now in two restaurants. Uh, one was a local place that, that just purchased one cow. Like, literally, I guess it's that much. I'm sure they turned a profit, but it was a local place that, you know, good restaurant, find any place, and they show me the birth certificate. I'm like, I can't believe it. I just saw another cow's birth certificate with the paw on it the week before. So, anyhow, the uh, Wagyu that I had, and I've had it a couple times at this restaurant, it's uh, A5. And again, as I mentioned, the higher the number, the higher the fat content. And I guess I was told by my very educated server, Zach, who, uh, and this is not the Zach from Quadjax, by the way. He didn't move on to the you know, culinary industry, um, <laughs> told me that the higher the number, the higher the fat content. And he told me that in Japan and other Asian countries that they will eat Wagyu that is graded as high as an A12, which is less, I'm not kidding you, it's less than 5% meat. 95% fat. Okay, if not a little bit more, 5% meat. And apparently, uh, I've not researched all this, but I mean, the guy seems very educated. He's telling me all this, you know. So again, it's a little bit of a disclaimer. If someone's going to write in the official, uh, you know, Wynn Shopping Center thread that I started that they're calling me out on this, that they've eaten eight or a Wagyu A17 somewhere. I'm just telling you what I heard. So, but the American palate can't eat something so fatty. Like Americans just don't have that taste for it. But in other countries, it's actually big. So he said the highest that he's ever seen in the United States is like an A7, which is like 70, 65% meat, like 30, 35% fat. Um, I'd say the eight or the uh, A5 Wagyu, maybe 10% fat, 90% beef. And I don't really like fatty food. Um, you know, I, I, I try to be healthy. I really do. I don't eat uh, fried food at all, um, much as I love those In-N-Out burger french fries i mean I'll, I'll maybe once every couple of months don't eat fried food try to eat a lot of fish um but you know what to me it's like a treat you know it's four or five ounces it's not a lot but it, i mean it's so fucking good oh i mean if you love steak if you love steak and i'm sure any city you live in any big city for all you listeners out there if you love a steak the next time you have a celebration or you want to spoil yourself or you win your parlay or whatever it is call Whatever your, your, your the best steakhouse is that you can go to, and 
Ask them if they have Wagyu, if they ever have Wagyu. Maybe Google it. I don't know because it's just, it's the epitome of steak. I, I mean, I've never tasted anything as good. I've had every steakhouse that's in Vegas. You know, people come, oh, oh I love Delmonico. I love Ruth Chris. I, I love uh, Morton's. You know, I've eaten at them all. You know, I mean, I've been here a long time. It's not a brag, but someone's birthday. Someone did this. Someone did that. Let's go here. You know, it just happens. You know, it's not very often, but I've eaten everywhere. And uh, these this Wagyu, and I've had it twice, like I said. It's just, it's fucking unbelievable. So, okay, enough with the Wagyu. Shout out to uh, San Lamar, San Elmar, I don't know. But he uh, loves that Wagyu talk. Anyhow, the lines are still open if anyone wants to call in. Uh, no one's really beating down the phone here. I see that Jared Tendler, uh, but I don't think I'm going to call him. The number in Lovelock, Nevada is 775-273-8975. Um, looking in the chat, just still the four of us here. Kind of sad. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Druff, if you want to call in, absolutely call in. Why not? I'm not, you know. It, uh, well, getting a call from another 775 number. How is that possible? All right. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's 773. Let's see. Come on, Gold Girl. Answer it. Take the call. 773, you're on the line. Oh, and then you're gone. Now, 773, that might have been the old girl having a hiccup. I didn't hang up on you. It connected for a second. Uh, if you want to call back, give it a shot. I'm not going to call you back. Um, San Lagod, yes. Uh, Level Account is asking a question. I guess we can talk about Wagyu steaks, although, again, I'm not an expert. Uh, he wants to know who the hell likes straight fat. I don't know. I, I that's the same thing I thought when he told me that they have steaks as high as ninety percent fat. But he and this was his exact words. I mean, I guess I'm oh, Delaware's in the chat. Uh, there he is. Uh, he said to me that Americans don't have the palate to eat food like that, but specifically Japanese do, which is kind of weird because you always hear they eat so much fish. That's why they live so long, fish and rice. Um, and he says that that's never ever served. Uh, in the U.S., you know, the the 90%, like, so, like, an Wagyu, like, an A10 or A11 or maybe even an A9. Um, like I said, I think he said the highest he'd ever seen was, like, an A7, uh, you know, in his years of working and, you know, fine dining places, steakhouses. Uh, yeah, well, Delaware's gone. That's cute. Level Account had a Kobe beef once, and Level Account is name of a poster on Poker Fraud Alert. Uh, he's in the chat, and he's stating that he had a Kobe beef once at the Luxor Steakhouse, and it was it was by far God food. So, yeah, that uh, makes sense. And you know, Kobe burgers—they're uh, good. Uh, you know, it's strange. I the first Kobe burger I had was out here. It's at a place called BLT. At the Mirage. And, you know, maybe I could just do a show on food because I've eaten just about everywhere in the city. Uh, but BLT, it's in the Mirage. Um, it's right across from that overpriced fail, uh, Carnegie Deli. Uh, I don't know. It opens for lunch. It's open late. On the weekends, you can still get a burger up to like 3 o'clock in the morning. I think during the week it's 2. And uh, they had uh, they have a Kobe burger there. It's the first time I ever had one. It's like 16 bucks, 17 bucks, But it's one of those places like you want avocados on it you want grilled onions on it you want cheese all of it's you know extra you just get the burger so you know people say 
oh, it tastes like a burger. I can't tell, you know, the, but I eat it. I've had it maybe 30, 40 times over a decade. I can tell the difference. I mean, you know, I get it medium. You know, normally I go with my meat medium rare, but something like a burger, I don't know, maybe because it's what the Jack in a Box people did with that E. coli, uh, you know, about 20 years ago, killing, you know, 87 people. I tend to like my meat, at least, you know, a burger medium. Can't do it medium rare. I don't want it medium well or well done. Uh, steaks, I've been eating medium rare for about 20 years. Never had an issue, never had a problem. Sushi, eat sushi I, on average. Sometimes more, sometimes less. I'd say once a week. Um, my mercury levels seem to be quite normal. Never had any food poisoning. Seem to be doing well with that. Um, so we'll just see. But anyhow, the restaurants I'm referring to, and I'm not a paid spokesman, it's called Aquinox, and it's in what's called Restaurant Row. The restaurant row is it's kind of like the interchange of the Venetian and the Palazzo. Kind of like if you were like going between New York and New Jersey. Um, so there's like a little tunnel that you walk through. You're in the Palazzo, boom, 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 restaurant row, boom, boom, boom. Now you're in the Venetian or vice versa. You're in the Venetian. So on this little tunnel, which they call restaurant row, there's uh, a restaurant called Cut, which is Wolfgang Puck's like meat. It's like a meat restaurant on steroids. Uh, it's just like all these different steaks. And all right. Well, speaking of steaks, I have a caller calling in. Let's see who it could be. Wonder if he's won a bracelet. Come on, old girl. Answer. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, Todd would tell us. It is. How are you? Well, I I saw the notice that you were going to do the show kind of a surprise uh, yeah. obviously not the prime hour of poker fraud alert but no uh, but you know what though you're all the one always talking about those uh europeans that love that online poker isn't this prime european hour it or is no? it's just i think they just didn't know it's going to be on but uh, no i didn't announce i didn't even tell my girl i girls upstairs sleeping dog sleeping no one knows no, yeah I, I, you no. know i was just playing on bovada and mm-hmm. uh how's that going well i i got off to uh a, a nice uh win there and then uh, chunked about half of it off and then the game died and I said why not come on the show I mean I won but I won only half as much as I won before so you're, you're saying that you finished half down from your all time high <laughs> well not half down from my all time high half down from the day's high oh from the entire day yeah. okay. okay I, I chunked off you half know, of what I won from it's the funny day. how that works how at times you'll start chasing your wins but it's not you know what I mean like say you're up 3,000 at the most. And then you get down to 2,000, you grind around there for a while. Even if you quit at 2,000, you still kind of feel pissed because yeah. you feel like you lost 1,000 even though you still just won two. Do you feel yeah. that way? Yeah, I do. And uh, Well, Mason Malmuth apparently has written a book, okay? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't... Do you know about this book? I don't know the name, but it deals with those kind of syndromes. Uh, I mean, that guy's a fucking clown. But uh, go ahead. And tell me, who is this Jared Tendler? I know uh, Jared Tendler is like a poker coach. Oh, okay. yeah, and uh, yeah, the, his name briefly came up in that discussion about Mason being a clown. Oh. What I was going to say was that uh, Stanford Wong, who wrote all these blackjack books, these card counting books, mm-hmm. the uh, Wong he, system. He wrote in one of those books that if you always need to finish at your exact high point to feel happy, you're going to be miserable all the time. And he was talking about blackjack that like 95% of the time you're playing, even as a winning player, you're not going to be at the very highest point you are. Yeah. Chi-Town, uh, you're on the air with uh, Druff and Brandon. Caller from Chicago? 
I see him on there. Does he seem connected to you? Uh, Can you see your little laptop? I, I mean, I can't see from my aunt if he is or not. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Now he's, now, now he's not for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, call back 773. Yeah. Uh, did you did you read a lot of those books, the Stanford Wong books back? I did when I was younger. Yeah. But, yeah, I did. Yeah. And uh, that was, I started the blackjack card counting about a year before I started playing poker. And the encouragement for me to do this was kind of twofold. Uh, it was from a trip in July of 2000 where I was not – caller, by the way, you here? 773, yeah, hello? I didn't want him to interrupt you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, caller, who are you? Is this Drexel? Yeah, it is. Big Dre- Dick. I'm, who is this? Big Dick. Oh, okay. hey. Okay, okay. How's it going? Very, very good. I How are got... you doing, Todd? I'm doing fine. I was just on Bovada. You still play on there? Fuck, man. I just got done playing for like 14 hours. I just got done playing, not for anywhere that long, but I just got done playing. 12 hours. Different different <laughs> games, though. Like, I don't I don't play in your No Limit games anymore. No, no, big I was dick. playing PLO today, too. What, what stakes do you play on uh, Bovada? Um, you know, I've played pretty much all from 2-4 to 10-20. Now I just, I don't play 10-20. Now I just play 5-10. Yeah, this guy was one of the good uh, No Limit Cats players on there. Like back in uh, 2010, nice. I, I used to sit in those games and bum hunt, and he used to hate me. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know I was Dan Druff, but he hated my account. He hated you, man. He, he, hated, hated, he hated me with a passion. But uh, I truly did. I hated you the most out of anybody on that site. And there was <laughs> five, five guys that I really, really hated. And then... Uh, but I'll say for people like him and uh, and Corrigan, who also played on there and was one of the good players in No Limit, like I, I learned, I, I learned some from these guys from No Limit Cash. Like I learned uh, not to do some things that uh, are incorrect that are at No Limit Cash. So you know, playing with them made me better at now, it. But yeah, you know, truthfully, I just I'm just not into No. I, Limit. I don't want to give this number out, but I you know I don't make a lot of long distance calls. But you gentlemen are probably smarter than me. I just got a call from a long or a text from a long distance number on my actual real cell phone, and you know it's a it's a complimentary call. Zod was God this week, just catching up in the archives. It has a plus four four. Now, does that give anything away? Yeah, that's UK. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's it. That's what I thought. Now, remember we talked? I mentioned the Europeans are like peaking at this time. What what, what yeah. time is it over in Europe right now? Like London, we'll just say London right now. It is eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Yeah. Okay. Now it's Saturday morning, so they're what do they drink? They drink tea? Or is it, they don't drink coffee, do they? I think they drink more tea. Yeah. You know, we, we actually drink several things over here. It's, it's not very nice to pigeonhole us with these uh, statements that oh, you're you're from London, so you just drink tea. I mean, what, what, what kind tea. of rubbish is this? Uh, you drink more tea though than you drink coffee. We we more, do. I think what he meant. We do enjoy our afternoon tea. I'm not going to deny that. But that's like saying that, oh, you're black, so you don't eat any fruit besides watermelon. Yeah, we have, I mean, it's offensive. Okay, you don't say that. We have black listeners like, now. Well, no, no, they eat chicken and stuff, too. Oh, come on now. You know, I'm trying to say here that you, you, shouldn't, st- you shouldn't stereotype <laughs> people. The English, the English get so um, maligned with these things that we only drink tea, and our teeth are all nasty, and uh, you know, it just, I just get tired of it. <laughs> That's real cute. <laughs> so uh, it's eleven thirty there right now in England. Uh, what is it in Australia? Because we have a big Australian base oh, now. See Australia, this is funny. Uh, I went to New Zealand and Australia in nineteen ninety four, and uh, it was in December, which is you know, pretty similar, early February. 
and it's the summer over there in both places. But the weird thing was that New Zealand, which is so far away and takes so long to get to, is only three hours hmm. time difference from L.A. and Las Vegas in, in the winter. So in our winter. So like if right now in New Zealand, it is 12.30 a.m. But it's 12.30 a.m. tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow meaning it's Super Bowl Sunday there? Yeah, it's already Sunday. Twelve thirty a.m. Sunday. I, I, I swear I'm not. I'm not making it's twenty-one this up. hours ahead. I could take a screenshot, 21. and I, and I'm not being disrespectful to anyone, but I, I got a text on my cell number, and it, it got kind of leaked. I don't know with the whole. Remember when my ass was on the internet, Big Dick? Did you know about this? That my ass was posted on the internet with a little stamp on it. So my number got leaked during that whole thing, and you oh, know I what? forgot that your number I, was. On. I, I yeah, I never ever changed my phone number because everyone was nice, and you know, was I never got harassed. I mean, yeah, Marty yeah. get drunk once in a while and call me, but I, I dealt with it. Um, so anyhow, I don't. I've never gotten a text from this number. I don't know who it is, but someone literally. I, I promise you, they're listening live right now, and it's a plus four four number, and they just wrote, "I'm drinking tea right now." Like, and it's not even a joke. <laughs> like, and I can see it. And it's funny. They have an iPhone. The technology is that amazing. They're in England. They're in. They're in England, and I'm sitting here looking at my iPhone. And I can see the little three little dots as they're typing. You know, how, like if someone has an iPhone, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, and they're telling me that I gave them my number. Okay. Well, well, why, why is it so amazing to see three dots live when we can, you know, yeah, many years ago? Well, maybe it's because I have a laptop that I can't even play a YouTube song on, I, so but technology you can, you amazes can speak me. live on the phone with them in the UK before we were born. You know what's up? Oh. Well, the caller, I mean, tell me who this is. I'm trying to think of who I know. Maybe Belly Buster. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I like that guy. He's a good guy. Belly Buster's funny. Yeah, maybe he does some good stuff on there. Maybe he doesn't want to be known, but anyhow, he donates awesome. the free roll lot. Very generous guy. Yeah. So listen, real fast. Uh, you know, I know you had that 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 Hanson kid on last night, and that's fine. Like I said, I, I will try to get somebody from like Third Eye Blind or the Goo Goo Dolls, someone from like nineties, <laughs> uh, on the next time I do a show. But after uh, radio last night, I laid in bed and and you know I was very despondent because radio just sucked. I didn't get to talk about my shopping mall, and I started actually reading on uh, that one site with that clown that owns it about this kid's story that went to uh, the PCA in the Bahamas. I hadn't read it. I knew the, you know, a little bit of the cliff notes, or I thought I did. Uh, but I read this thread about this kid that four years ago was leaving the PCA and <laughs> spent almost a week in a refugee camp in the Bahamas. Uh, now, I mean, I know, Druff, at least, you know about this story. Uh, Big Dick, are you familiar with this? No, uh, I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to say something about that one fat kid who got robbed for like forty k. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, Jason 40, Mercer got. Jason Mercer got stabbed somewhere in Europe. Do you guys remember that? We had him on Donk well, Down. Uh, the a, other a poker player, uh, Richard Cole, I think was he just yeah. got killed in uh, in, ne- in the Netherlands. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Anyhow, the Druff, did you actually read that thread? The, what the kid wrote about uh, the, the refugee I read the, camp. I read the whole story, and then I was like, oh, my God, there's 20 pages of 2 plus 2 fail. Yeah, but you don't have to read any of that. You know what's so funny? Did you see them all? I've read the first page. They all, And I'm going to be honest. The reason why I stopped after that reading is they all start insulting him. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like opening poster, an idiot. Like, I mean, come on. Like, okay. So... I read it and I honestly just kept reading and kept reading and it just wow you know then I started thinking about it afterwards and I text you some of my feelings uh, yeah this morning and again I guess for those that are listening 
uh, that aren't familiar, you know, and you're better than this than me because you're more into like the fine details than I am. Jeff, maybe in like 60, 90 seconds, just give cliff notes for me okay. well, on what happens so people that aren't familiar know what we're talking about. I best by just uh, going over to uh, what I wrote and paraphrasing what I wrote. Okay, I well, gave if that works, then do that. But just, uh, you're better than me. I don't want to miss something. I can add things. But, you know, people are going to be listening to this that don't know. So before we discuss it, okay, this is what happened. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Four so, years ago. Uh, a, a guy who I think was a Canadian citizen, he wasn't a U.S. citizen, that's all he said, but I think he was Canadian, uh, had to pass through the U.S. He had to fly through the U.S. to get back to his home country, as I said, probably Canada, from the PCA, which is in the Bahamas. Uh, the, if, whenever you pass through the U.S., if you land in the U.S., you have to declare to customs, whether you're a U.S. citizen or not, if you are carrying $10,000 cash or more. You have to, or otherwise you've committed a, a violation of the law. Uh, so... He gets to the airport, and I guess he, he wasn't thinking about what to do yet because he figured, oh, we'll deal with this when we land in the U.S. But as what's becoming more common these days, they, they have U.S. customs stationed in other countries at their airports in airports where a lot of U.S. citizens are returning. So a lot of U.S. citizens come back from Bahamas. That's why they're there. So uh, they're like, oh, crap, we got to decide what to do about this quick. So. He, he had about uh, 15K on him. He gave 7K to his friend to carry, and he had 8, meaning that they're both under 10. So then he sees in the side room, they're just detaining a ton of poker players. He said everyone was like males from 25 to 40 who had like the poker player look, including a lot of players he knew were pl- poker players. And they're just like pulling aside like every so poker player. So you're saying player. like Jimmy Frick would have had a chance. Oh, yeah. J- Jimmy Frick would have been uh, grabbed in second. <laughs> second. He would have had a target on his, on his head. So, mm-hmm. so they... They pulled him aside, said, what do you got? He said, uh, I have $8,000. They said, okay. Uh, why didn't you report it? He said, I don't have to report it. It's, it's less than ten. said, okay. Then they, they, he sees his friends in the room. They said, what about that guy you were with? Does he have any money? He's like, oh, yeah, he has about seven k. Like, okay, and is that any of that money yours? No. Well, are these cliff notes or is this a story? What I forgot. What do we do? <laughs> so, well, because we're kind of just telling the story now. I know, but, the but guys, we can talk uh, about uh, it, but I, I want to kind of do a short know, brief thing and then talk about it. Okay, so so the guy idiot he he was an idiot, and then he said yes, the guy's holding the money for me. So like, what's the point to split it up if you're going to do that? So at this point, he got handed over to Bahamian authorities, and this is something nobody knew that even though you're dealing with U.S. Customs there, if they decide you've broken the law, they don't. It's not the U.S. authorities prosecuting you; they hand you over to the Bahamians. Yeah, I mean you're still in their you're still in their country. Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't think of that. It makes sense, but I didn't think of it. Nobody really thought yeah. of that. So so uh, from there, he had a nightmarish situation where. First, he ended up in an airport jail, almost was stuck there. He was almost transferred to like a downtown Nassau jail, which is really, really rough. But they, uh, at the last minute, got someone to bail him out who was still at the PCA that he knew. Uh, then he was taken to court, and he was fined for the entire 15K. They took the whole thing from him. Then he's about to leave court and go home. And, and he's, he's just about to step in a taxi cab, and a woman grabs him, and immigration officer says, uh-uh, you got to come with us. We've got to process you. So they were just about to get away, and they grabbed him like 20 feet away from the cab. Uh, they, they bring him back in. They throw him back in jail while they're processing him because they said they have a backlog in processing people. Uh, and then uh, they drop the bad news on him after a, long, after a while in that cell that they actually can't bring him to the airport because they only do so on Fridays, whatever that means. <laughs> that That's the only time they escort people to the airport. Yeah, therefore, really they have weird. to stay I didn't, I didn't. In, in, in Bahamian custody until Friday, which was like five days away. 
So then they were stuck in, uh, or maybe four days away, maybe the first night was considered the first of the five nights, but uh, at least four days away he was, so he had to sit and, so they said, he said, oh crap, are you putting me back in jail? They said, no, 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 don't worry, you're going to go to like a little dorm, which isn't that bad, and you can buy food there, just keep a little bit of money for food. Only thing is, we're, you know, they're going to take away your cell phone and, 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 and all your other stuff, but uh, it's for your own protection. So they're like a little, they're like, ah, oh, it's kind of sketchy, but okay, fine. They get there, it turns out to be a refugee camp. Which is like really, really, really squalid, and there's literally like piles of shit in the bathroom, and there's water all over the floor that's filled with, filled with shit. Uh, the, the shower is basically unusable and unsafe. Uh, the drinking water is from a dirty hose that is contaminated in all kinds of ways, and and everyone's told like not to drink from there. So like getting drinking water is supposedly a big challenge. So he was stuck there for uh, four days at least, and. Uh, the only reason he got out of there, he claims, is because right before they took his phone, he texted his mom saying, I'm in big trouble, contact the Bahamian embassy. And uh, they figured out from there where he was. And you know, after four days, his mom put enough pressure on the embassy to get him and his friend released. And and that was the story. And then he claims poker stars. Anyway, he was irritated with them for not advising everybody about, you know, warning about this or how serious it is if you bring too much cash or try this structuring what he did. And uh, he said PokerStars was very insincere about it and just kind of gave a very uh, – like a, a, a phone call where some guy called up and said, oh, yeah, well, that's too bad that it happened. Well, yeah, that's uh, it's really too bad. Well, you know, for next time, I'm, I'm glad you're back home safe. Okay, bye. Like he felt like they didn't give a shit, which is probably true. But, uh, they don't uh, give a shit. Yeah, of course they don't. So, so, that, so that's basically what happened. So uh, I know – this is American, old American hating partially or no? You think these guys from like Australia? We're from Australia. Or they're, they're in Isle of Man, but their their oh. main office is in Toronto. I don't know if they really hate Americans, but they just uh, this guy is an American. No, no, I'm talking about the people who locked up uh, the poker players. Oh, the the, the the Bahamians. Yeah, they are known to oh, resent yeah. all tourists, actually, which is strange because that's like a, a big. That's where they get poker. their money from. I know, but that's a that, that's notorious. In fact, Brandon, I'm going to tell you something right now that you we talked about in text today privately. Uh, you, you were, t- and uh, you know, I won't go into the whole discussion we had, but uh, you asked me about you know what I know about the just general experience of the PCA for the average player, not the guy who gets. Well, started. I've been to the Bahamas before. I've never, I've just never been to PCA. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the PCA. Uh, so I've never been there, but I've, I, I was considering going there, especially around '06, '07, around those days, and I decided not to because I, I spoke to people who went there, and all the reports I was getting about the PCA itself and the Atlantis Resort were negative. Uh, I've been to Atlantis too. I've just never been there during. So, so what did you think of Atlantis? And I'll compare it with what I was told. I went there uh, a couple times. I mean, well, I guess I'll preface it by saying that uh, I, you know, I grew up in South Florida, which was like a thirty-minute plane ride to the Bahamas, yeah. if not even less. So I went there a lot when I was younger, and, and I think the last time I was there, uh, I stayed at Atlantis was when I. My junior senior in college, I went there. Uh, it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was overpriced. I didn't have any juice at the time. You know, no comps. Um, the rooms were overpriced. The food was overpriced. But I mean, I, I wasn't naive even when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. I knew like, resorts and things like that were expensive. Um, I it was with a girlfriend that you know was in a long term relationship with at the time. We did the scuba diving. We did the tours. Uh, we gambled. Uh, spent a lot of money, but it was fun. I, I, what know, month again, did you go? Do you remember approximately? Well, I'm sorry? What month? Do you remember? 
it was actually cold. It was uh, either in March or April. It was during our college spring break, so whenever that would be. Yeah, see, that's see, this is what I heard about. So I guess it'd be off season because I remember it was a little chilly. Yeah, this is what I've heard. I've heard number one, you don't expect this in a place like the Bahamas, but in, especially in January, the water is cold. Which people like people think they're going to the jump. water was freezing. We had to wear yeah. wetsuits. Yeah, so like people think they're going to jump into like tropical eighty-five degree water, and they they're not. So so that's that's a big fail there. Like you go to a place like that, you want to swim, you want to like feel like you're going to beach activities, and and then like you're not getting that because the water's freezing, and often the temperature's not that warm there either. Uh, the I was told that the you can tell the workers just kind of resent you over there. They they. Put on a smile. They try to put on a smile, but you can tell there's kind of underlying resentment. Like, well, you know what? Maybe that's true to all Caribbean countries because I kind of found that I was in uh, Saint Martin last year, and I found like the majority of people that worked there were pissed off and didn't want to do anything for us. It was a uh, actually I was there for a card player cruise. Um, it was a land cruise though, and everything was paid for in advance. I don't remember what I paid, but it was it was several thousand dollars. Um, you know, it, this was an upscale resort. We had special amenities that other people that were staying didn't have. It's kind of like two resorts. One was like an upscale, like on the ocean. Literally, some of the rooms, like you'd walk out in your balcony, you could jump in the pool from anyhow. Uh, but everything's paid for, for all your meals, room service, and the people kind of had an attitude. Whether it was getting towels, like they didn't want to help you, like they kind of like really, like yeah. I mean, it is know. it is known in in that in the Caribbean that. You get that, but I was I was told, and again I haven't been to Atlantis, but I was told by people who've gone there that they were especially noticing it there, and that they were especially especially noticing it at the PCA, where at least at the time in 0607, I don't know what the demographic looks like now, but back then it was a lot of young kids, a lot of young kids meaning young. Well, the demographic it's mostly black. No, I'm talking about the the joke. That was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Okay, so now mm, I do want to say this. This is some breaking news. And I think I mentioned this to you last night or this morning in the text, but I will say it here on yeah. radio. A uh, very, very, very well-connected source has told me that 2017, next year, will, without a doubt, it's already been decided, signed off on, and done, will be the last PCA. And then it's no more. Now, whether there's going to be another stop in another island in the Caribbean or another part of the world, I don't know what's going to happen in January, but... Uh, for poker stars, but I know next year, 2017, will be the last PCA event. Uh, I'm probably going to go. Uh, I have friends that go that that have offered in the past. You know, tell me just pay for my flight. They can get me rooms, and it's not really about the the money. I mean, I I could afford if I want to go, but been there a lot. You know, I've been to the Caribbean. I've been all over the Caribbean. It's probably not a place you can tell me. I've been to Haiti. I've been to the Dominican Republic. I've been to Puerto Rico. I've been to all the Virgin Islands, the French, are American. Are you, are you married, Jax? No, I'm not. No. Have you been married? Uh, I was married. I don't even know if I've talked. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, I had the ex-mother-in-law. I got married when I was really young, uh, and it was very uh-huh. brief. Like, uh, I think we, were, we actually were married, like, living together for six months or something. I was, like, 19 years old. 18, Why did that marriage end? I'm just curious. Mm. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Were you not doing on it? my end? Not on my end. But, uh, yeah, my, actually, funny enough, it, I don't cocaine. even care. I'll I'll just say it. It doesn't matter. My uh, ex-wife of twenty-three years ago. Don't even ask how I know this. But right now she's serving. She has like two more years to go. She's in prison somewhere in Florida. 
And I haven't seen her in, Jesus, 20 years, but she's in prison right now. She's been wow. there for like two, three years. Theft and, and I think they got her like on theft and, and pawn, pawning stolen goods and yeah, all that. Did you know her before all... she was... Huh? Did you know her before she started taking drugs? No, she wasn't taking drugs when I first met her. No. Right. So she got... I'd never even seen cocaine her. before. It's crazy, no. though, what it can do to people. Like, she was fucking nuts. pretty normal when you guys met, and now look at she's yeah. in prison. Yeah, and all of it is because of the cocaine. Stealing, because you can't, like, it just, she never shook but that habit. But she's smoking crack at some point, you know, obviously. Probably, she's probably. Not snorting it, but smoking it, and probably doing, you know, meth yeah. and heroin and shit, too. Yeah, just for shits and giggles, I'll post her uh, picture later. Someone reminds me in the uh, her, official... Her picture went from 23 years ago. No, well, you know, I can. I don't think I can find one from 23 years ago, but I have her mug. Someone sent me a photo of her mug shot right now. So you can see... She's like 38, 39, something like that, and she looks like she's probably like 50. I don't know. I'll post it. Now, do you have any uh, ex-girlfriends that are dead right now? I mean, you really asking me that? Me of all That's people, I should hang up on you. I, I don't know. Question. Well, I mean, you know, I don't Brandy, know. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Brandy. Do you remember Brandy? I mean, <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's late for me. That's why. I'm, uh... I mean, should I hang up on you? No. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, well, Druff, to answer a question, I do no, have I, one. You might have I read about almost, it. I almost thought yeah. about it. I, I, th- I thought about it because you mentioned this is how my thought process went. You mentioned it. Then I thought to myself, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to do radio it. anymore. You've ruined it for me two nights in a row. I'm, I'm hey, hanging up. No, fuck, I'm kidding. You're for it's online fine. poker being regulated? <laughs> what? Are you for online poker being regulated? Uh, am I? Yeah, yeah, I am. I think yeah. he's trying to change his. Yeah, I have one druff, but besides that, I, I don't actually, have. I actually do too, Brandon. I, that's what made me think of it was that I don't have any exes in jail. But I, right. I actually have one that's dead and a, and a second girl that wasn't my girlfriend, but that I dated. It's also dead. So there's actually Thanks. two. That's... I mean, there could be others, obviously, but the girls that I've had long-term relationships with, I kind of know either from Facebook or just somehow know that they're all still breathing. I, I, can't, believe I, I can't believe I wasn't thinking what I asked. No, that's fine. I know. I wasn't offended at all. <laughs> it caught me off guard because I'm like, what? Really? Well, huh? at least, at least well, it's been like eight years. I'm not asking you this like six months later. I know. Can so, you believe it's been eight years? Yeah. it be eight years in uh... – It was April, right? Yeah, it was in April. April, I think, 24th, eight You know, years. Skolansky, on that topic, Skolansky kind of got away with... Uh, he did. With with really doing something pretty bad that should have really ruined his rep. But you know what, though? I mean, maybe it's just me, and I'm just trying to just say that to myself, because I don't... I dislike the man, obviously. I have ever since. It's not like I have a grudge, you know, but if someone asked me, no, I don't... I'm not fond of him. It, it seems to me that Anybody after that... Uh, well, yeah, you know, he wrote, uh, well, yeah, he wrote that. Yeah. Uh, he, that's he wrote, the son, right? That's it's no, a, no, no one. I I think people just say he looks like one. I don't think there's any evidence that his son actually does. I mean, the only I guess the closest thing that's ever been proven is he did live and have a girlfriend that was underage, but he claims that he that she lied about her age. Well, no, no, I th- it was legal by you by Nevada law. That was why it was okay. It was by because I think she was 16, which was legal in Nevada, and I think still is legal in Nevada. Okay. Oh, you are sixteen to consensual age in Nevada. Yeah, so that's that's seventeen and eighteen everywhere else. I didn't know it was sixteen. Really. There, there's some other states where it's sixteen. In we fact, did this uh, once. We did a show about this. Yeah, we did a show about this once. <laughs> yeah. really that's how Skolansky got away with it. That that. Uh, it seems he, to me though he's kind so of he laid. Was fucking a sixteen-year-old on the regular. She, she yeah. posts on two plus two. She po- should be in jail. But by the way, Brandon, the weirdest thing is you're gone from Skype, but we're still on here. Oh, no, I just went invisible because I connected to my phone real fast because I had to okay. go was let like, my dog out and get a drink. Um, but it seems to me that he's kind of laying low for the last decade. Like he's, Maybe it's just me. 
Does it seem like he's not really out there as much? Yeah, he has laid low since that whole thing happened, and, and also uh, he. I, when I see him, he looks very sickly. He looks like he could just like die at any time. <laughs> Yikes! Skype is frozen on, on the old girl, so I can't add anyone nor hang anybody up. So just uh, and you're right. I'm, I just googled it. Uh, in Nevada, the age of consent is 16. However, sexual intercourse with someone who is under 16 is illegal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And we did this. Isn't like California. What is California? Hello? Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. It's probably 17 or 18, I'm sure. Thought I lost it. Druff, are you there? Did we lose Druff? I'm actually I'm actually pretty shocked. It's uh, 16. I would have never guessed that. Nevada. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, that shocked me. I thought for sure it was at least 17 everywhere. But I knew it was 17 in you know, a couple states or whatever. Where did Jeff go? Uh, you know what? Give me... If if you get disconnected, and I apologize, uh, I'm gonna, I have to try to reboot Skype here. Please call back, Big Dick. I don't want to uh, not give you your props. Oh, my gosh. It's okay, girl. Calm down. Calm down, girl. Well, you know what? I may have to restart this. Uh, it's my fault. I mean, I connected Skype to my phone. So I had to let my dog out. And, you know, Druff was giving the cliff notes. So I figured I'd have, you know, some time. But, it, you know, it is kind of my show tonight. Um, let's see. Am I still on radio? Okay, I am. Guys, Druff's going to edit this in the archives. I'm going to have everyone come back. Uh I'm going to reboot. It's going to be fast, hopefully, because I'm not bringing up any uh, YouTube videos or anything. So let me just... What do they call this? A hard reboot when I just hit the power (laughs) to turn it off and come back on because that's what I'm about to do. So unless, God forbid, this just will not power back up, which is unlikely, or if something else happens, uh, I'll be right back. If not, then I'll I'll have Druff started or something. I'm not just going to go out like this, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm just frozen again. So give give me a minute, boys and girls. Be right back. 3.49 3.49 a.m., 48 degrees, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh-oh. It's not even letting me power it off. Come on. Seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. I I mean, this may be a thing where I with this really... Radio back? Radio's back. How about that for the old girl? Look at that. It was like 90 seconds. You know, it's like uh, my laptop took like some laptop HGH or something. I mean, that was strong. Wow. Okay. Gonna get back on this Skype. Am I on radio? Can anyone hear me? Someone in the chat? Big Dick? Level account? I mean, the light's on. It's flashing. Yeah, they can hear me. Radio back. Okay, gentlemen. Told you we weren't going out like that. Like, literally, that was like some HGH laptop rejuvenation potion. Because that was a very, very fast reboot. So let's see if the old girl can get Skype up. You should hear that sound. (laughs) You are back, and you should feel bad, Real Talk says. I don't feel bad about anything. I didn't just ask my friend if his girlfriend or her. <laughs> no, I'm really not mad, Todd. Like, that just was, <laughs> it's like, I don't, 
it just kind of caught me uh, a little off guard. But uh, you know, it's eight years later. It, it, I can talk about it. Not sensitive. Shit happens. Okay, so Skype. Let's go back to online status. You know, maybe Skype is really the problem. I think I could maybe get another six months to a year out of this old girl if I didn't run any programs other than this EdCast. Okay, so you both should see me online. Druff, go ahead and call. Big Dick, please call back. Uh, didn't mean to unceremoniously disconnect from you. Uh, Jared Tendler is online. Uh, Bootsy Collins isn't. Uh, anyhow, gentlemen, if you can see me, uh, okay, right on cue. Mr. Wattellis, gentlemen, if you can see me, got to turn off uh, that radio. Okay, Todd? Yes. That was actually pretty good for the old girl. That was. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was fast. And again, Big Dick, go ahead. I, I don't have your number. Skype now, everything. Now, Brandon, tomorrow mm-hmm. I'd like to, uh, provide you're available, I'd, I'd like to see what we can do about the new computer. It's going to have to be after Super Bowl. If you listen to the beginning of the show, uh, tomorrow around noon, I'm going to be checking into an undisclosed weekend and partaking in the Super Bowl festivities here in Vegas. Oh, okay. So we may have a problem because I'm going to be uh, at a secret location for a while after that. So, Well, starting one. Um. I mean, maybe on Sunday we can do it, but after that, I, I won't be able to. I mean, you won't have any time to talk. I, I won't have that much time on Sunday. I have a little time saying to investigate your uh, your laptop issue. Are I you taking? Do. Are you going by car, boat, or plane? By, by car. Hmm. Is it going to be one of those places where you have to be up against the wall to get like a bar of cell phone coverage? Now, believe it or not, it actually is. That's oh, why I warn people about radio this upcoming week that I'm going to try to run it, but I may have that issue. Okay. Well, you know, it seems to me that I may be able to run it, but I just can't do anything else other than talk. I don't think yeah. you know connecting people. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna try over uh, where I am on on Wednesday night. Okay. Well, again, Big Dick, if you're listening, uh, come on back. Did not mean to hang up on you. Anyone else wants to talk? It's well, about four in the morning on the West Coast. I'm sitting here with uh, my other co-host. Sometimes I'm the co-host. Sometimes he's a co-host. Number here in Lovelock, Nevada. That's where the home office is located. Is seven seven five. Two seven three eight nine seven seven eight eight nine seven five. Excuse me. Again, seven seven five two seven three eight nine seven five. Or if it's easier, seven seven five two seven three Ziga. By the way, you know that uh, whenever you're broadcasting here, the call to listen line works for that too. Oh wow! Did not know yep. that. Yep. Hmm. Well, yeah. What we were talking about before uh, we had a little bit of fail. Kind of went on a couple tangents, but we're talking about the PCA, and I was PCA mentioning now, that and the Atlantis. Yeah. I was mentioning that uh, I have on very good authority that next year, 2017, is going to be the last year. I don't know. Again, any other details as to if it's going to be moved to another location? Um, and is this for sure? Like, I, I, I actually was going to post this was to the told, PFA and then I forgot I mean, to post it. I was told it's a done deal. Okay. I mean, that's what my source told me, that it's a done deal. I said, can I say it? You go ahead and say it. Good. So, well, so I, I'm, I mean, I don't know if you want to say it. I actually meant to post it today, and then I forgot. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess then the reasons I were I was given were what anyone basically you know knows the numbers have been down since Black Friday the fact that Americans can't satellite in anymore basically Americans don't are, are stop aren't, aren't going uh, anymore and the numbers are just down and it's kind of gotten stale and old and and I've been thinking it's like it, the Bahamas isn't the best location for non U S players to go to like why why there the only good thing of the Baham- with the Bahamas is it's close to the southeastern U S yeah so. Yeah, if it's not that many Americans there, then what are they gaining from having it there? Yeah, does make sense. <clears throat> um, so, getting back to what we're talking about, 
I, I read the story on two plus two about this kid who claims he and his friend four years ago were literally in a refugee camp for six days. And I read it and I just, the whole thing was just, I mean, it was an amazing read. He went into such vivid detail and the conditions he described. You would think that you're reading about something that's going on in Africa or somewhere in the Middle East where people had open sores. He thought that there was a hepatitis outbreak and uh, people had to fend for themselves. I mean, it, 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 and then I started thinking, this is the Bahamas. The U.S. aids this country. They're based on tourism. Are you telling me right outside Nassau, which is the capital of the Bahamas and where this refugee camp allegedly was, that this is really going on? That there's, there, He claimed there are people that had been there for, for two years. Uh, and then I started thinking, maybe this is some sort of rolling. Like Maybe this isn't even true. Like I, 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 And you claim it is, and... I have no reason no, to believe well, it. Well, Time Axia, but... Mike McDonald, he claims that he knew, I think, the guy that went and bailed them out of jail. So there's at least some truth to the story, unless unless Mike McDonald is lying too. Uh, but but the refugee camp, I but guess. Don't that you find that kind of crazy? That in the this is, I mean, listen, it's the Bahamas. I mean, it's not. I would not call it a third world country. It isn't. It, it's not. I mean, it, it's you know they're a close ally of the U.S. Or, I mean. Do you really believe there's a refugee camp that no one... And I Googled it. I spent 20 minutes trying to find someone that's been there, someone that knows about it, a UN report. Nothing. Nothing on the internet about this that, ever That's existing. interesting. That is Google interesting. it. I spent quite some time and I couldn't find anything out about this. Yeah, unless unless it's not technically a refugee camp and it's just a jail where, where they put refugees. Like, it's not a... It is a camp, but they don't call it that. Like, well, what's the difference between that and a refugee camp? Well, there isn't, but maybe that's why you're not finding it, is that there's, it's not being described that way it's, for whatever reason. Hmm. I agree. It is. A, according to that story, that's definitely what it is. Don't but, you think it would have leaked? Somebody would have reported it? Someone would have... There was nothing. Nothing. I mean, I... I you know what? In a day, if you Google it, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a link to the 2 plus 2 thread. <laughs> That's going to be well, it. Uh, look, the bottom line is here. See, I don't know if that full story is true. It's possible the guy exaggerated or, or even. Uh, but you read up. about the conditions. People had open sores. That that I mean, how did the people eat? I mean, you know, I guess they they get like two servings of I don't know. He said like some sort of starch and you know protein, but there he said that people had uh, a guy had. What did he say? Like on his leg or his foot from being in the shower barefoot that he had like holes in his foot and that the toilets were all clogged and there was feces and urine everywhere. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's those are I mean, you know what I mean? That's something that the U.N. would be involved in. I mean, that's some crazy shit. Right, but it's possible you know? it's not known. A lot of these things, a lot of these uh, outrageous conditions and circumstances, especially in third world countries. I don't think the Bahamas is a third world country. Right, it, oh, it is. It definitely is. It's okay, just, but uh, what, what do you mean? Like, So say, okay, say something like the Sudan or Ethiopia is considered by whatever they, whatever they use to, you know, whatever the criteria is. You're going to say that the Bahamas is on that level? It doesn't have to be on the same level, but it's it's still a third world country. All all those are the the, the first world I, countries are the ones where uh, like 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 Canada or England. You knew you know this would never happen in Canada or England. And it, there's things like that, or Germany, or one of these type of countries, uh, uh, Australia. These are places where it wouldn't happen in in small countries where there's a lot of people who are very poor and there's a lot of crime and there's a lot of bad conditions. Uh, those are the third world countries, and I see. I can believe, and there's a lot of corruption in these places, so I can totally believe that the Bahamas has something like this. Now, I, I admit it's suspicious that you can't find any reference to this existing in, in your searches, uh, which 
so maybe the guy's making part of it up. Maybe he's exaggerating. Maybe you just maybe there's just well, this no. Is, rep this is really really interesting. I just googled it, and everything I'm reading is I'm not here. You know, picking a fight with you, of course. Uh, it's saying that the Bahamas isn't a third world country, but this is interesting off of Wikipedia. Uh, not that I use Wikipedia for my sources, but it's saying that the Bahamas has the third highest per capita GDP in the Western Hemisphere after the U.S. and Canada. The Bahamas is the third richest country in the New World. I don't know what the New World means. Um, then it says, you know, 60% of the country's income is from economy. Uh, wait, so it's the third It's the third highest capita, third highest per capita country uh, GDP in the Western Hemisphere. What what other? I don't know hemispheres very well. What other countries are in the Western Hemisphere? That, well, that's there's, there's <coughs> all the South American countries. But the thing the thing that could be misleading well, Mexico about Mexico that, isn't in the Western Hemisphere though, right? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. So you're saying that it has a higher per capita? That's what they're saying than Mexico. Well, that's, not, that's not hard to believe because it has a small population. So yeah. uh, so it's easier to have a higher average, even if just a, a certain percentage of people have a lot of money that brings up everybody else. So well, let me see the population. Hmm. Population is yeah, it's, it's uh, three hundred twenty-one thousand. It's very small. That's the okay. reason. That's the reason is that. Well, I've never been on the outskirts. I've only been in like the touristy areas many times. But I just I wouldn't. Someone would have asked, "Is it a thorough country?" In my opinion, I would have said no. But may, I guess I'm wrong. Hmm. But still, nonetheless, I find it very hard to believe that forty-five minutes, uh, you know, even an hour and a half boat ride from many parts of South Florida that there's a refugee camp that's violating human rights right there and no one's ever talked about it. There's nothing on the internet about it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I have no reason to doubt the kid. I don't know. If, I don't. Has it even come up who it is? Have people speculated? Cause he kind no, of wrote, people haven't. I don't know. Like yeah. it, it hasn't been said yet who it is. Well, anyway, I know a lot of people are getting freaked out by it and, uh, you know, I guess the simplest thing uh, to do basically, and what, you know what that is, is just declare what you have on you and don't do any, you know, don't structure your money, don't violate any laws. Um, I've been all over the Caribbean, as I mentioned, and I'm sure you have too, whether it's by traveling by air or by, you know, I know you cruise a lot. Other than people begging, which is very, very common, I know you've experienced anyone that's been to any of these islands, a lot of people begging. Uh, for money or trying to sell you, you know, whether it's braiding your hair to selling you drugs. Um, other than that, I have never felt uh, unsafe. I've never been harassed. I've, I've never had any problem. Um, and I've probably been to, I guess, 20 plus islands, uh, you know, in, in the Caribbean. I've yeah, never had yeah, a problem. I mean, I've been, yeah, all. I've been all around them too, and I haven't felt unsafe. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not going out into the, uh, what do they call, like, uh, not, well, I think Mexico is like burrows, but what do they call like the little the, ghetto? The barrios? Oh, the barrios. But I think there's a name for like Haiti and Bahamas. What it is over there. There's another name for like Haiti. You know, so anyway, I've never been to any of those places. I'm, you know, in the hotel and the tourist area, whatever like the, the district is for tourism. Um, I would think a country like Haiti, which I've been to, is more of a third world country. You know, oh, it than, is. Then much more than the Bahamas. Like we're literally yeah, it, like it, one day you're there and like the military just like takes over the country. Like that could happen. That has happened. Like that's actually, you know, absolutely nuts. I remember a couple years ago. Okay. Well, here me throw another one to you. A country like Thailand, in your opinion, is that a third world country? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Well then maybe I don't really know what the definition of a third world country is. There's a um, lot of people in, I don't know if I've, I've been all around Thailand and uh, there's a lot of people in Thailand who are living very, very impoverished lifestyles where they, they really have nothing. 
Yeah, but you could say the same about the United States. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, the poor people in the U.S. have it great compared to the poor people in Thailand. And the funny thing is the poor people in Thailand are happier, but they, but they have, I mean, they just, they have almost nothing. Hmm. And uh, they, they don't even have, uh, you know. So uh, Mexico, in your opinion, is that a third world country? Um, I, I wouldn't say Mexico really is. They're just more of a corrupt and somewhat dangerous country. But, uh, yeah, Thailand, in fact, I, I went places where they didn't have any kind of uh, running water or, or, or plumbing and things like that. So, hmm. yeah, Thailand, it, you know, there's now, of course, Bangkok, that's uh, the big city that's, that's very modern. But, but even there, that's a uh, big pollution problem. They have uh, a lot of things that are just uh, unsafe there. I wouldn't say unsafe, like from a crime standpoint, but there's a. Uh, Everything's just kind of like uh, honestly. I'm getting a message. TLMK wants another call-in number. Like, does he get paged? I mean, it's four in the morning. How does he know? Well, it's seven a.m. in Toronto, but that is kind of early to be up oh, on Saturday. I mean, how does he know? And there will be a uh, limit hold'em free roll. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But so anyhow, the story is very, very disturbing. Just to think that that could happen over a couple hundred dollars, and then the you know, then the other things that I was reading about that just kind of. I don't know, just didn't sound right. What you mentioned, that the airport or the police are only allowed to escort people to the airport on Fridays? Like, that just, what? Well, that, that part's weird, but let me tell you where, where, where I'm believing it. Okay. When people make up stories, uh, they tend to not make a very convoluted story that, that has some weird things that are hard to follow or, uh, or, or extra detail or, or extra steps to get to the good stuff. Think if you're writing a story. <laughs> the, the natural thing to do is to have every little thing happen for a purpose, where everything everything that happens in Chapter 1 is going to affect Chapter 2, 3, 4, and it's, it's going to be in a line, and there's not going to be any kind of uh, slow part you're writing in or any confusing part you're writing in. You're, you're going to be writing it to where whatever you want to be the, to the climax of the story, you're going to be directly going there. Even if it's a long story, mm. you're going to be directly going there. This one had a lot of odd things that if he was making it up, I, it wouldn't be likely for him to put it in. Things like that. Well, how do you know he doesn't know your theory about making up stories? Well, look, maybe he listened to the show and he's heard me say it before. But, but uh, other than that, like, someone, he's not going to write about, I, I went to the airport jail, then I got out, then I went to court, then they, then they grabbed me 20, minutes from the, uh, 20 seconds away from the cab and, and took me back to court. They, they held me in another jail while it was being processed. And then there was uh, an argument there back and forth of who should be holding me. Then, then they, they moved me over to a dorm. Blah, blah. Like, if he's writing this story, what he would really do, I, what, I think if he's making this up, it would just be they uh, – in the whole thing that happened, they, they couldn't take me to the airport because of this Friday BS or whatever. And they, and they said the only place we can take you is this, is this camp or this dorm and then you get there. It's a refugee camp. This was a whole like convoluted thing. I mean it was a, I warned people when I linked it. It's going to take like 20 minutes to read. And yet there was yet I was able to once I got past the intro to this whole thing, I was able to pretty much paraphrase what happened there in a very short time. So there was a lot of detail, a lot of extraneous detail, a lot of things that I don't think would be in there if he was writing fiction. It just doesn't have the hallmark of fiction to me. It's like th- things don't flow perfectly like fiction does. That's where that's where a lot of times I can separate BS from the truth. A lot of times I can separate hoaxes from the truth when everything is flowing too perfectly. And this one did not at all. This one was a little bit hard to follow, to be honest. Hmm. So that's that's why I... Now, he might have exaggerated some things. Um, 
you know, what if he was there for two days instead of five? What if the refugee camp? What if he wasn't a refugee camp, but it, the conditions weren't like that? He was making that part up, or what? What if one of the toilets was backed up and he changed all the toilets to backed up and there's shit water on the floor? Like he could have done all that, and that we, we had, that I could believe might have been done. So, but I I think that to have made this up, this guy would be very good at falsifying stories and making them sound real because it just it just didn't have the hallmark of a fictitious story. There was just too much extraneous detail that doesn't add much to it. And uh, the like, let me give you an example of uh, like how I, I how I detect a hoax on the internet. Because I'm sure you see on like Facebook, people will post things that are like some kind of outrageous story and then you've got to figure out if it's something like that's really really something you should take seriously or you think it's a hoax I saw one posted recently uh, a supposed text capture and those are always suspect these these supposed uh, pictures of text messages back and forth that are either entertaining or outrageous this one was a father berating his daughter because she uh, she put something about gay rights on her Facebook profile she wasn't a lesbian herself. She was straight, but she put something about gay rights or change to the rainbow picture or something, and then her father berated her via text message and basically said the family's completely cutting her off because of this. So, of course, idiots on Facebook are like, oh, my God, this is so awful. What a terrible man. You know, Christians this, Christians that, and we're going on about you know, how terrible Christians are and Republicans are and, you know, and what, what an asshole this guy is. And everybody fell for the hook, line, and sinker. I read this thing. I go, wait, this is so phony. And the reason it was so phony, one of many reasons, was that uh, it went from like zero to 62 quickly, where the father just you know, went from seeing this to just completely flying off the handle and cutting her off completely. But the thing that stuck out to me the most was that the entry for who, you know, who she was talking to in the text messages was listed as daddy with a little heart next to it. And how many girls do you think have in their phone uh, daddy with a heart next to it. Like very few of them just right. put like dad. Like if you're only going to put that if you're really, really, really close to your dad and you, you, you know really, really, really love him so much that you you put these you you think of your dad and immediately you're like oh I love him so much. Like so a girl who has that kind of history with her father who who's going to you know be so intolerant and fly off the handle of the slightest thing like her just supporting gay people, not even being gay herself. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. That doesn't uh, correspond with the daddy with a heart. So why is it the daddy with a heart? Well, because they're trying to make the girl such a sympathetic character that here's this, here's this nice girl who loves her father so much she actually lists them there as daddy with a heart, and then this is the way he treats her in respect. You know, just, they're trying to make her look as good as possible, him look as bad as possible. It's like an extreme on both ends. So I go, this is fake. This is 100% fake. And that's what I mean by fiction, where there's always a purpose to everything. When the person who wrote this whole fiction the person who made up this whole story in these text messages, they put daddy with a heart because they want you to see that and they want you to see this girl as being super sympathetic and that she loves her father and she's done nothing to piss him off. That's what I mean by like everything's perfect. And this story was the opposite of this. This story is all over the place. It just that's, it didn't have that fictitious look to me. Wow. So that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's why I believed it, even though there's no proof. Now, I'll tell you the suspicious things about it, though, at the same time. Number one, why wasn't it posted four years ago? Why why did he post it now? You could say, well, it's because something similar kind of just happened at the PCA, which was like a lesser version of this. But you could also say, why if he had such a horrendous experience and didn't like the way PokerStars handled it, why why not go to two plus two in two thousand twelve when this happened? 
Number two, why won't he say who he is? Why is it a secret? Number three, uh, why was he even evasive about some details like his nationality? Why won't he even say that he's Canadian? Which it seems like he probably is. He even talked about going to university. Yeah, that was strange that he would. Yeah. yeah, like why you say like, what? What's with all the secrecy? Whenever I see this weird secrecy when there's no good reason for it, uh, I start to think maybe this is BS. It was like the guy who. It was like that letter from Poker Stars that was posted up there from someone saying Poker Stars wants to see a video of me playing poker, and I have to do it in the next twenty four hours, or otherwise they're going to take all my money. Oh my god, how can they do this? And I'm like, yeah, probably because you're using bots and you won't say – and this person wouldn't say who they were because they probably knew they were botting and they were caught and now they, they're afraid to say who they are when they're posting about this. So like whenever someone hides and doesn't say who they are, especially where there's no good reason not to identify yourself, then I'm suspicious. So for those reasons, I am sort of suspicious of this person. So maybe maybe you're right though at the same time. Maybe it, it's fake or semi-fake. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know if we're ever going to know. I don't know how anyone could call him out on that, but uh, I just—I yeah. I, I just have a hard time. And like I said, the conditions he described. Maybe I'm just naive. It just—I don't know. Doesn't uh, to me seem like that's likely, but I don't know. Anyhow, um, so I may go next year, Druff. Uh, I don't know. I was asked to go. You know, if it's going to be the final year, come. You know, a couple friends that, that already know this as well, and. Maybe I will. And I don't know. To be honest, reading that story kind of got me. I mean, not scary, but I was like, really? You know, I don't know. It, 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 did you read the number of people that were like, thanks for the heads up, never going there again? Like, yeah, it, it well, seemed I can really understand alarm, of course. I, I, I was starting to say what I have heard and I, I don't like over there. I, I've kind of, the, the expense part, I don't mind spending a lot of money. I know that people may laugh at that, but uh, you know, when I say I don't mind spending a lot of money, I'm going to hear from people. <laughs> Did that come through? Yeah, it came through loud and clear. Nice, nice. Okay, so, so I, I actually don't mind spending a lot of money on quality. I don't mind spending money on travel and then going to a place going, wow, this is so nice, and just feeling really good where I am and saying, wow, this is such a nice place. I'm so glad I went here. I'm so glad I spent the extra money. But something I hate is spending a lot of money and getting something that's either shit or mediocre. I hate that. Right. Like it just That drives me up the wall when I spend a lot and get very little. And I, I was told that Atlantis is like this, that it's not just expensive. It's expensive and it's just not very nice. And the, like the, the food's very expensive, just tastes okay. The, the room's very expensive, mediocre. Uh, the, the water's cold. Like it's just you're not getting a first-class experience in any way, but yet you're paying first-class money. And that's what, uh, that, that's what kind of bugs me there. And, and, and also I heard just in the PCA, because a lot of the players are young there, that they especially don't treat – people well who are associated with that because they just kind of think oh stupid kids they you know we don't have to treat them well they uh now what's the history of this Atlantis if I recall correctly didn't like Merv Griffin own it once I don't know I just started hearing about it I'd say uh, about 20 years ago and I'm not saying it's 20 years old but that's when I started first hearing about it and I had to go Atlantis you know of course there's the the legend of Atlantis the city that's underwater but this is a uh, Atlantis in the Bahamas, and it's a resort. And when I first saw pictures of it and saw the commercials, I go, wow, this place looks really cool. Like, I really wanted to go there. And then I started knowing people who were going there. This is before I was even into poker. This is like in the 90s. In fact, one of my uh, my boss at my last job I had before I quit and never came back to another job, he went to Atlantis with his wife and daughter, and he came back disappointed. Hmm. So... 
I, I just seem to hear from a lot of people. People go there expecting some kind of mind-blowing Caribbean-type vacation, and they're like, they think this will be like the vacation of a lifetime. They come back just very disappointed, where they think at best it was kind of like mediocre, and they spent a lot of money. And uh, so that's now. If yeah, you're in 1994, uh, Merv Griffin sold a languishing Resorts International, which is a parent company for Atlantis, to. Uh, a guy named Saul Kernzner. I don't know if he still owns it, but yeah, he was the founder of Atlantis. He built it. Okay, that explains why I started hearing about it in the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, I never looked that up, but that's when I remember hearing about it. it was around mid nineteen nineties. So, yeah, I mean, if if you get the you know if you can get a lot of stuff for free there, and you just got to pay for the flight, and then uh, and you're going to be with friends there anyway. I mean, it's it's nicer, of course, if if you have a a number of friends there, then the experience will be better just from that. Yeah, but, but and if you're getting a lot of things free, then that really takes down the price factor. Or if they put you in the the POW camp, that's not good either. <laughs> yeah, that won't cost any money. You know what was also weird about that story? So he talked about the ver- the, the food there that it, you know it was terrible, but that the very worst thing they served was mashed potatoes with Sardines. anchovies, with with anchovies including the anchovy juice poured on it, and that not only did he think oh, it yeah. was super disgusting, yeah. but like even the Haitians there in the refugee camp couldn't stand it, and they almost started a riot because it was so terrible. He said one of the guys was like, you wouldn't even feed this to your dog. Well, here's my thought about this. Why why even pour anchovies over mashed potatoes? Why not just give plain mashed potatoes? Like, Why would they make something so terrible? It's a, that, that also seemed a little bit weird to me. Like, I guess I could see maybe some idiot there thought that would made it taste better, but it's not like plain mashed potatoes is something people hate. Like, if you were in a refugee camp and they gave you mashed potatoes... And then the other thing that was strange was like, okay, he tried to charge his bail, and they asked him how much his bail... Or he, the, the, okay, he tried to charge his bail. And, on a credit card. Yeah, and the officer said, how much you have on your credit card? What's your limit? And he said 5000 Then he said, it's a shame. Bail six. But then later in the story, he said that somebody immediately came over and bailed him out with 6000 in cash. Well, that was how he got out of jail the first time. That was, that was yeah, the whole story. But it just seems an arb- like 6000 is just the arbitrary. I don't know. It, it, buddy, I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times. I'll be wrong many more. I don't think that this is true. I mean, what do you think, though? Just searching and I did for a good 20 minutes on the internet you'd find something about this just I mean somebody reporting it some activists I mean just something well something it's, that could you know something that could be uh I mean everything like, is on the internet like I, I mean you called up the the embassy like I guess the Canadian embassy who dealt with this uh call them or even the US embassy there to call up and say uh you know pretend to have concern like I think a uh, a relative a relative texted Wait, me why do you they, guess it's that he's Canadian because he talked about how he's not a U.S. player. He used the term university to describe college. He said he had to fly through the U.S. to get home, which means he wouldn't be going to Europe. Okay, hold on. I'm going to call the Canadian embassy. Give me one second. <laughs> yeah, just ask them. Is, well, no, no, you do the... You can't just I, ask, is there a refugee camp? You've got to say, well, okay, yeah, I have some concern. You, you relative this, text well, you can say that. This is what you can say. You could say that, uh, you know, you're vetting this story for, you know, integrity purposes. Uh Hold on. Are they 24 hours, you think, the Canadian embassy? Probably. I was just thinking that it'd be What are better. the odds a Canadian embassy answers and they go, Ballin'! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I get on that? Ballin'! Shout out to Poker Pete. Uh, uh, hello? Okay, hold on. What if you call them and they go, You know, it's about time you called me. I'm going to save this show. This is a fucking fail. 
you there, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. So this is the Canadian Embassy? Is it, uh, it you're is. calling a uh, Washington DC? Canadian Embassy in Washington. Merci oh, this is Washington. Why are you calling that one? For services in English. No, no, no. Call the Canadian Embassy in the Bahamas. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this isn't going to help us. Well, okay. Let's... I was going, why is it a 202 number? I don't have, I don't think I have long distance to call the Bahamas on this. Uh, I do. I, I don't, you know, it, it, it's right. I'll probably shoot it off quickly. I only have $4, but I don't know. I think, I think it's probably expensive to call the Bahamas. It's got to be expensive. Uh, well, Let's see. I have, I have I $4. I'm, I'm going to try to call, but I don't think this will work. If not, you're going to have to do it. Uh, okay, I have the number. It's, oh, did you, can you hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? That's through Skype. <laughs> oh, my God. You're such a cute girl. She's doing a good job tonight, isn't she? While you're figuring this out, i got to go get the charger for my laptop. It's about to die. Okay. I'm going to try to call this Canadian Embassy here, folks. <laughs> Can't believe it, actually. You can hear the touchdowns. All right, let's try this again. I don't I don't think it's going to work because I think uh, my membership, my Skype plan or whatever you call it, is for, like, the United States, Mexico, and Canada. I don't even know why I'm Mexico. One, two, one, three, one, seven, Anyhow, for the record, I'm saying this is bullshit. There's not a fucking refugee camp in the Bahamas. I'm going to wait. Well, let's see if it even goes through. Okay. It's probably going to give me some rejection notice. It's, I don't think it's going through. It's 613. It has like a... Oh, maybe not. Oh god, I'm gonna be on the spot. I don't do these things well. Droff, hurry. <laughs> Daniel Droff, where are you? Good evening. You've reached the office of the Bahamas High Commission. We are now closed for business hours. Mm. Our normal business hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. <sighs> if you wish to leave your name and number, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for calling. Using the dial pad, please enter the extension you wish to call. To use the directory, press number sign. To leave a message, press star. To reach an operator, press zero. Hi, uh, this this is Drexel from Poker Fraud Alert here in the United States, calling out of the, the home One office. One moment, please. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's, I wanted to leave a message. One moment, please. I don't even have a 24-hour embassy. It's like 9 to 5. Hello? I can't put in the... So what happens if some fucked up shit happens after 5 p.m.? I guess you're screwed. Apparently. But who's it? Didn't it just say to leave a message and now it's... Didn't it just redirect me? I I just picked it up. We're not available right now. If you wish to leave your name and number, we will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for calling the Bahamas High Commission and you have yourself a nice day. Okay. Do you want this? Hi, this is Drexel. I'm calling from uh, Poker Fraud Alert. Uh, it's a website. Uh, calling actually from uh, the home office out of Lovelock, Nevada. It's Lovelock, Nevada. My phone number is 775-273-8975. That's 775-273-8975. And the reason why I'm calling, I'm vetting a story that was published on this clown's website. Uh, it's 2plus2.com. And it involves a uh, Canadian poker player that was in the Bahamas in Atlantis that claims he was thrown in a refugee camp um, in 
uh, right outside Nassau, and that he had uh, Druff. What was it uh, with the potatoes? It wasn't sardines? It was. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He ended up with uh, anchovies on his mashed potatoes. Yes, yeah. And then there was feces on. It was just awful. So I didn't want to vet this before we go public. Uh, you know, it's going to hit the morning talk shows, then obviously the late night talk shows. Uh, and that what's the the lady I hate from uh, CNN dropped the Greta what is her name Greta Greta Van Susteren. yeah Greta Van and so before this even makes the news like it's gonna blow up just wanted to do some vetting and, and find out what comment you may have to offer again the number out of our Lovelock Nevada uh, home office is seven seven five two seven three eight nine seven five if you can call us back and just give us your comment greatly appreciated uh, I'm sure you agree with me that Greta Van Susteren's a pig. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I love hockey. Godspeed. Okay. All right. The High Commission of the Bahamas. Do you think they're going to call me back? <laughs> if they don't like great events, that's true, and they will. Now, what do you think the odds are when I go back, if I ever do go there, that I get not put in their system? Yeah, they're going to go, oh, you're right. that Drexel guy. We're going to put you in the, the refugee. You're going to find out about those anchovies firsthand. Gut said I should have uh, said they're going to be on The View tomorrow. <laughs> well, anyhow, they open up in an hour and a half, but do you think that, I mean, like the U.S. Embassy, do you think they're like 9 to 5? Or maybe they're like 9 to 2. <laughs> I mean, you'd think there, there'd be somebody answering. I mean, I'm doing radio at 4 in the morning. I'm here. Yeah, I'm going to look for that phone number. Let's see here. US and, I, and I guess I have uh, Bahamian access because it let me uh, let me call them. That's so strange. No, they're not open. I mean, really? Yeah, I find you it is. You better only have problems during business hours, or you're screwed. Yeah. Huh. Now, Jeff, have you? I mean, your trials and tribulations are well documented. Have you ever had to contact your embassy? I never have. I've ever had no. 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 Um, <laughs> I, you know, in, in foreign countries, I'm actually a little more careful about uh, causing issues. Though I, I did have a big standoff in uh, uh, in Belize. <laughs> Wait, time out, time out. Move back. You had a big standoff in Belize. Yeah, a big standoff in Belize. You did. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have? Uh, it was okay, on Christmas. Now I have to ask, I, it, why I did you have a standoff in yes. Belize okay. in, uh, in 2013? Mm-hmm. And basically, the the biggest uh, tour operator over there uh, stiffed me, where he he agreed to do a private tour for me and my family for a certain price. And I get there, and by the time I got when I got there, it was much more busy than he expected. So, like walk ups were willing to pay a lot more than I had negotiated with him. So he just stalled, stalled, stalled to see like how many walk-ups would come before giving me the tour. And then when he decided that there uh, there were just too many walk-ups, walk-ups, he just told me, you know, basically, you're not going, f you, which really got me pissed off because uh, you know I had the whole plan around right. that, and you're it was a cruise port, so you don't have that much time there. So it really screwed up my whole plans there, and I had a big argument with him. And uh, the, the funny thing was. Uh, we were just going to walk away and quickly try to find someone else after I had the, had it out with a the guy there, and then he called me back there because he realized while we were fighting, everybody left. <laughs> so, so there's like nobody left to take the final tour bus. So he ended up giving me the giving it to me anyway, but uh, claimed he was doing it quote for his reputation rather than just there was no one else to take it at that point. Hmm. So, uh, but like, I wouldn't get too extreme in any of these situations in foreign countries where. I could be worried about being thrown into some kind of foreign prison and all that. Like, you just don't want to be in that situation. Another place I never 
cause a lot of trouble or argue a lot is on airlines. Ever since 9-11. I'm very passive. You know, I'll speak up if there's a problem, but I'm never going to get in, like, a big argument with a stewardess or, or, or with any kind of... Like, once I'm on the airplane. If I'm, if I'm not on the airplane yet, then it's fine, because then it's a different story. But once I'm on that airplane, I'm very careful about not... Uh, uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's very, very interesting. I'm not taking anything away from that, so don't think I am. But I, I just – something popped up on my phone. You're not going to believe this, but something just popped up on my phone. And it says – it said, Happy Friends Day, Brandon, from Facebook. We're celebrating friendship on Facebook's 12th birthday. So we made this video about you and your friends. Do you even know yes. anything about this? Yes, yes. I've seen those all over Facebook. Okay, so I just hit play. Who do you think the first? I mean, you won't even you wouldn't guess this. You know my friends. I don't even have my list blocked. Who's the first person that pops up? It's a f- no. Well, he's the second. I mean, really, who's the first? Uh, that I wouldn't be able to guess. It's a picture of fucking Nigel Fiversham. Okay, <laughs> it's the first person I see a, a British soldier. Now I'm hitting play again. Here are your friends. And the first one... Oh, no, okay, I'm sorry. The first one's a girl. And the second one is Goldfarb, then Colonel Nigel Fiversham. That's unbelievable. <laughs> See, he's the Dude, I mean, you can, go on my, you can yeah. go on my Facebook and verify this. And you can't even get into that account. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought about it. I How might do be I get rid of this? Is there a way... There's some alternate ways to get in that I forgot. Like, I forgot the email I had on it, but I might be able to get no, in. No, but I'm saying I don't want this video to play. Because my con's all over it. It, 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 they're not even my friends. The first four people aren't even my friends. It's, you know what's weird? Like it was, Nigel, it was Faversham, Mike Con, and like, you. I haven't gotten that thing. I, mine just popped up right now, eight minutes ago. It just generates itself. Really? I, I don't have it yet. <coughs> Let me see if I have one. Yeah, I it don't literally have one. just popped up. Okay, I, this is. I don't want this. Maybe I'll just. <laughs> you don't want Nigel. Well, Faversham like three of them of, out of the four. It's it's Faversham, Mycon, and Goldfarb. That's three out of the four, and then like a random girl. <laughs> what does that say about your life? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, T Buck says if only Alan Kessler was thrown in. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> you know, what he actually does is pretty funny. Uh, I don't <clears throat> I don't post on Facebook much. I mean, you know, kind of maybe as much as you. Uh, I post food and then like my little fun poker stuff, like. Uh, you know, like my barge tournaments and tournaments with my friends. I, even the WSOP, I just mainly do Twitter. Uh, but anything I ever post, and I post my dog on there. Love my dog. But anything I post, doesn't matter what the thread. And Alan Kessler will chime in from wherever he's at and tell me what kind of roulette they have and what the denominations are. <laughs> like I posted a thread about finishing second, or I was at at large with Genie, or something like that, and he just writes in the middle of like seven comments. I'm at the Borgata now, Brandon. They have the roulette single zero five dollar maximum. Like that's what he just writes in the middle of, and he he's been doing that for. He's not trolling me, but he just doesn't have that couth that you know what I mean. Like it's not. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's not appropriate, but it's just a little weird because friends, family, they want they they read that and they don't know what the hell this madman's talking about. But I got into Nigel Faversham. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he's I, back. I'll be honest. How hard have you actually tried up until now? It can't be that hard. Not very hard, but I got in. Yeah. T Buck saying Coolio would be the next friend of mine. I mean, that's Jesus. <laughs> Wait, T Buck is saying, remember when Drex called Metro Police when Lane Flack got a DUI and Drex told the officer that he was calling from full tilt? Yes. Yes, longpause.net. I remember that. Do you remember do you remember that? When we called, we wanted to find out if he was still in jail. 
Druff, oh. this is on the old show. You were on it. But who are we calling for? Lane Flack got arrested, and he missed the NBC Heads Up tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we called Metro to get some information on it. And then T-Buck is recalling this. What a memory this guy has. And he says, I told the officer that I was calling for him full tilt. And then long pause. Dot net. <laughs> so I wouldn't say dot com. Um, unbelievable. Well, Jay Stats also saying for those that are listening that are also against or have fake friends that don't even exist uh, as your number one friend on Facebook video that you can go to your personal page on Facebook and delete your video. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't want this to see the light of day. Uh, and like there's the picture that uh, there's, there's a picture of you in it. It was that picture when we did uh, Ellis Island, that little gambling thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I that, see that picture pop up too. That yeah. just came up on mine too. With, with what's her name? That little uh, Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, speaking of Hollywood, Dave, there, there's a uh, he has a friend. I don't think he was ever involved with her. Is a, a girl. Uh, I think she's in her late thirties, around forty, but. She, we once he once just like had us just call her on radio, and the colonel called her. Mm-hmm. He's like a wannabe actress, and uh, the colonel called her and spoke to her, and she took the colonel completely seriously. So I went ahead and added her on Facebook for the colonel, and mm-hmm. like I was posting all these colonelisms all over her Facebook, like keeping in character. And she she never had any idea it was a fake character. She she really believed he was from England and. Uh, she she really took the colonel seriously. To this day, she's still friends with him and, and thinks that he's a real guy. Wow. Okay, hold on. I'm going to make a call real fast because I, I this is really irking me about. Uh... Oh, they can't get the embassy. Yes. So I'm gonna. You know, it's so late, but we can't even listen to Amanda on the air because it's Saturday. Ugh, that's right. We're in charge. I'm going to really try. I'm going to be there in Asheville. I'm going to try to turn it on at five in the morning. Well, between five and nine. What about that Sue Myers? I think she's like just bitter and she hates Amanda. Yeah, remember yeah. Sue Myers and on yeah, her no, Twitter yeah, it says it like the formerly a part of yeah, like she's never getting over that. Okay, yeah. let's see if this works. You've reached the NASA County Correctional Center to continue in English. Press one. The Spanish. Press two. Oh no! This is in New York. I'm an idiot. This isn't the right Nassau. <laughs> this is Nassau County. Come on. Oh, my God. How do I get rid of this Druff? If I hang up on you, I'll call you back. You there, Druff? Yeah. Okay, come on. That's not what I wanted. I'm like, they have a pretty good accent for... Yeah. <laughs> that chick's like the, that's just like the whitest chick. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, you know what it's called? What do you think the Bahama, the Nassau jail is called? This is a cute little name. Her Majesty's Prison. <laughs> oh, that was actually in the story. Yeah, that was in the story, Her Majesty's Prison. It was in what story? In that story. Oh, that, I, didn't, I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah, he okay, mentioned well, Her Majesty's Prison that he was almost well, brought there. He's probably telling the truth then. Now, should I handle this call or should you? I mean, I'll probably do it with less cooth than you would, but it doesn't matter to me. No, I'll do it I'm this never time. Going. Okay. So I was just going to say hi. I'm calling to see if you guys have. Or, you know what the best part would be for the answer? Just say hi. Can you connect me to your local refugee camp, please? Yeah, can, yeah. I have a. I've got a Haitian relative in the refugee camp. Can you connect me over there? Hold on, sir. <laughs> You've reached the refugee camp. If you're calling about the shit on the floor, press one. <laughs> you're calling about the beds that have been taken apart. Press two. If you'd like to buy a cup of noodle, press three. If, if you, uh, you know what, I don't think it's going to connect me. Oh. I think maybe the Canadian embassy had a Canadian phone number, but this, yeah. this didn't even let me 
Oh, it didn't have a Canadian phone number. Okay, I see the number there, but it's not. It's not doing much. This guy just languishing. Did you see it? Is it popped Let, up on your look, screen? It's a two four two number. Well, then it's probably. I I don't even see it right now. I see it now. Yeah. Okay, let me try it one more time. It's saying busy, it, but yeah, that's, I don't believe it. Well, do you have any money in your Skype account? No, I got a subscription. I got like an unlimited subscription. Subscription, no, but, but you need, but that doesn't cover this. The Bahamas. Okay. Oh, I have a dollar forty nine in it. That's not. Uh... Oh, then that should be fine. Let's see. At least for the beginning of the call. I'm gonna try it one more time. Two four two. Do I have to type one first on Skype or no? Uh, I think it it probably is. You know, no, yeah, it is one. Yeah, it's one. It's country code one. So I have to type one first. Yes. Okay. Try it one more time. And I still see that Nassau County's on here. Do you see that's part of it? It's two o two. Oh yeah. So two two four two. By the way, see, prior to uh, ninety six, everything in the Caribbean was eight o nine. Everything. And I split them up to do a bunch of area codes. So. Two four two is the Bahamas. Okay, it's not. I don't think. Uh, how much you have on your Skype? So what is it that you're doing that you can play sound effects through my radio show? Well, uh, I'd like to take credit because it's my own site that is letting me, but that's not the reason. It's mm. it's because the I'm using the stereo mix as the microphone. Ah, uh, okay. Makes All right, listen, it's not it's not connecting me. Can you just waste the $4 I'll reimburse yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ship it to you on PayPal. What what's the, what's the phone? It's 242 242-364-8900. That's okay. uh, It made it be a bad phone number or something. I mean, it's in big letters here and I'm seeing it on two different sites. Google, there's 10 Google reviews for the prison. <laughs> Let's Anything mentioning a Oh, hold on. Actually, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, the number you have for the prison is incorrect. It's actually, that's a Google review. 364-9800, but thank you. So let's try that. Maybe that's why it wasn't going through. Same area code, but 364. Someone wrote, tolerable food, but the beds were quite uncomfortable. Other prisoners prisoners were civil, but somewhat standoffish. 242 what? Uh, 364-9800. Try that. Maybe that's why it wasn't working. Hmm. I don't have the same control I usually do here. It's not letting me do it. I don't think it's letting me add phone. Even like if I see it there, but I don't think it's like yeah, it's not doing okay. anything. Well, you know what? Forget it. I'm gonna try. Let me try it one more time. I'm going to try this number, though. Someone actually in Google Review said that it's 98 instead of 89. So let's see, 1, 2. And if it doesn't work, then... We'll then forget to, it. Yeah, we'll wait for another day, or I'll have to add a... Now, you know, I, I'm not talking about free rolls or nothing. Of course, that's on my own uh, recognizance there. But with the Skype and the, the phone number and all this, I'm stuck another $27. Am I going to start getting a per diem, or what, what's going on with that now? <laughs> I, uh, who, do I send, who do I bill for? Ask Mark Hoke for some money. He might be able to kick in some. Okay. All right. uh, this is really going to frustrate me. Mark Hoke wanna... is swimming in sponsor money. Yeah. I mean, just just ask Mark Hoke if he can just give like one sponsor to us. 
Just ask, like, ask if he could trade a sponsor to us. Oh, there you oh. go. Hmm. One time. One in Department of Corrections. All sessions begin. I had a kind of Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I, is this the the Her Majesty's prison in Bahamas? Yes, it is, sir. All right. Um, so, um, a a friend of mine uh, sent me a frantic text message that um, he might be going here. Well, well, I'm not sure if exactly here, but um, I I can't reach him anymore since I got this text. I'm trying to see if I can locate him, but he mentioned something so strange to me. He said that they were mentioning that they're not going to take him to the prison. They're going to take him to. Um, a refugee camp where they have the Haitians and stuff over there. Do, now, does such a place exist here? And if so, do you have the phone number for it? Um, <clears throat> um, this is in relation to an immigration matter, or something. Right, right. It's an immigration okay. matter. He, had, he he was actually. What happened is he was um, he was trying to leave, and uh, he had um, he had something he wasn't supposed to on trying to get on the okay. flight, and they detained okay. him. And then they said they're going to okay. they're going to send him to a refugee camp. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, that would be uh, probably the detention center. <clears throat> no, uh, is that where the refugees are? Uh, yes. <clears throat> like the people uh, from Haiti. He, he told uh, me. He told me he may end up somewhere where, like where the people from Haiti are, are, are staying at the moment that uh, that uh, that were trying to come over and. You it's know, like a dormitory, I think. Like a dormitory, yes. Uh, the number. Let me see if I can find it. All right, thank you. I hope he's okay. Yes. He's a good kid. Yikes. She says he just wants to get back home and yeah. work for his um, web design company called Baja Coast Media. So. Yeah, we'll get him home safely. Hello? Yes. Go, yes. Uh, 242. All right. 341. All right. Okay. Uh, let me make sure I get the right one. Hello? Yes, yes sir. Go ahead. Uh, Three four one yes zero two seven five two four two area code three four one zero two seven five yeah thank you All sir right. have a very good morning now you have pip pip and let's go on with it thank you you're welcome I I think it might exist you know what I think to me I was wrong <laughs> I mean, what are they gonna say hello good morning it's your local re- okay well you know what yeah I I I have uh, eleven cents left. Uh oh. Well, let's see if we can get one minute. Okay. What do they? What do they say? Will they say please deposit? Well, you know what we can do. You, Twenty-five you just, cents more I, for the I, next I five minutes with your refugee camp. I mean, no, no, I have an idea. Hang, hang up on me. I will call you. You answer my call. We'll still be on radio. I think I can roll Skype though. For what? I think I can roll Skype. What are they going to interrupt the call and tell yeah, me to deposit? Will, actually, but like an uh, that lady come on and say something. No, she's going to cut you. So just here, I'll I'll call you. It'll be the same thing. I'll okay, just... I'm going to add more money to Skype. I'm, I'm now. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We have a refugee number. Okay. Good morning, detention center, Pierre Fox. What can I help? I had a Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Um, someone texted me that um, they were brought over. They had some sort of immigration issue. They're brought over to a refugee camp. And uh, is the, have I reached the the camp they're speaking of? Um, this is the Royal Bahamas Defense Force at the. Bahamas Detention Center is not a refugee camp, so. But are, are, do you have like re- refugees there? Like he said that he's being brought to a place where like the Haitian refugees are. Is this what the place is? 
Uh, yes, it is. I could give you a number that you could call and get some additional information. Um, all right. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be this number? If I've reached you, what, what number should I be calling then? Um, you'll be calling. This is the Royal Palmer's Defense Force. We have security force. Um, I'll give you the number for the okay. immigration department. Oh. All right. Um, I, I just wanted to know, if, you know, I want to find my friend here at this camp, is what I'm trying to do. Okay, um, that's why I'll, I'll give you the immigration number that they'll um, check their system to see if um, that person is in the detention center. All right, go ahead. Uh, 242. Yes. 341. Yes. 52. Mm-hmm. 23. All right, and uh, one other question. Um, I, I got a frantic message as well that, that the toilets over there don't work and uh, that everything's backed up and there's... Um, Feces. Uh, so I cannot help you in that kind of information, sir. So, in other words, yes. In other words, this is occurring there. Is, 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 are there deplorable conditions over there is the question for you? Uh, sir, I cannot answer all of these questions, sir. you have any, uh, no, any you, you other information, say, you sir? Say it's, it's a sanitary place and that everything's hunky-dory. You don't have to, you don't have to give specific detail. Like, is uh, it sir, sanitary there or is it not sanitary? That's what I'm trying to sir, find out. Yes. Um, as I say, this is the Royal Bama's Defense Force security desk. Um, it, I'm on... Able to give those information also. So you will not tell me if there is uh, feces on the ground in the place where my uh, friends. Sir, I wouldn't be able to give you any additional information. All right, yeah, I was just hoping that at least maybe you know that being on premises there. Like if someone, if you, someone goes to the bathroom and they they end up with a brown leg, you know, you know what's going on there. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, sir, as I say, this is the Royal Army Defense Force to help death. I wouldn't be able to give no, you that additional information. I, if that happened to me, I would want the help desk. That's exactly what I'd want. Uh, if, if you have an issue with security, sir, I'd be able to help you, but otherwise, I would not, sir. All right, we'll try the different phone number. Tally ho, pip pip, let's go on with it. Okay. <laughs> I kid you not, immediately, and they didn't cut me off, immediately, I can take a picture. Immediately after he answered, a big window popped up on the old girl. You know the HP, and it says, "You need more scri- uh, more Skype credits for this call. Use our quick top up and enable auto recharge so it never run low again." But it didn't disconnect me. Oh really? No, I mean let us talk. I had enough so for the first minute. Skype. So, so do you have like negative a dollar now? No, it just says zero under like my name. Then to the right, it has an amount that says zero. You know what I used to love was uh, I'd be walking by like a payphone back in so the eighties, and it'd be ringing. Dude, I think there's a fucking refugee camp in the Bahamas. That, that's, <laughs> that's illegal. Yeah. So, so I go. Oh I pick God. up. I pick up the payphone. I am it's, fucking so naive. Like they're hiding something there. Like how <laughs> can he not say no? Our conditions are humanitarian shit. Like, yeah, I know. Like why not say like, that type of thing? Like it's kind of like when you approach someone and say, "Hey, I heard a rumor that you're gay. Are you gay? That's not important. Let's not talk about this." Like. If you're not, you'll just say no. I'm not. Like same thing over so here. Do we want to call this three four one number? Do we want sure, to? Why not? So what I have to happen. They're not going. They're not going to throw us in the camp. Okay. I mean, do you want? So what do it's, I have to do now? I have to have you call me, or I yeah, have, I have no to more call th- you. Yeah. So you, do you have to then run radio? No, no, no. I just have to run the Skype. But how do I? I, I don't understand. We, we can restructure it after we're done. I can. I can call you. Restructuring. That's what got the kid into this mess. The whole. I know, first. But we're, we're, I know, but we're so what so is it perfect. we have to do? I'd have to hang up, and I'm still on the radio, but then you call me, but you already just called me, didn't you? No, you called me. No, you Are, called you me, call, and I answered. I Wait a minute, that's weird. You know what, you're right. So if I called you, why am I having such a hard time? That's so weird. Okay. Are you putting a one before the number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try one God more time. God is saying the Charleston phone seems to be confiscated to Nassau, yeah? 
<laughs> T-Buck said the guy that answered the phone sounded like the desk clerk at the Hotel Carter. Jesus. 100% feces problem. Yep, you're right. I can't okay, Todd, answer that for you, wait, Todd. Wait, but Todd, oh no, this can't be right. Todd will tell us I had a phone number, but you will be charged for calling it. That's what it says on my I screen. Just hang up and I'll call you. Just hang up and I'll call you. But you did that. Okay, I'll hang we'll up do on it again. you. So I'm hanging up on you? Yikes. All right, I'm going to... Oh, that's Todd. I think, guys, that there's a refugee camp in the Bahamas. Oh, my God. We really get down to the nitty-gritty here. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So I'm going to... I think I can make a call now. The only thing we can't do now is I think if somebody calls up the show right now... Okay, well, I, have no, I mean, what are the odds of that? Come on. If I had one caller and it was a guy named Big Dick, I mean, come on. All right, here we go. My $4... There we go. Good job, buddy. All right, I'll be quiet. Good job. Good morning, Mom. Mr. Magician. Uh, hello, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I got a frantic text message from um, a friend of mine who's having some sort of um, some sort of issue with the airport where he had some um, too much money on him without declaring it, and he was sent over here. Um, he was. T- he told me that they're sending him to some sort of refugee camp where the uh, where the Haitians are. Have I reached the right place? Who? What nationality would they be? Uh, this person is a Canadian, and they're they're, they're flying from. Uh, they're flying into the United States. They went through the U.S. Customs. They're, they they're going into the United States and then fly from there to Canada. So, so that's um that's the story. Um, no, we don't have any Canadians, yes, sir. But but is this um is this a Refugee camp. Yes, this is the Bahamas Immigration Detention Center. But this is very strange because he told me, he told me that this refugee camp that it's um that the bathrooms were squalid and that there was feces on the ground and that there was um that the the toilets were all backed up and there was no clean drinking water. Is, all, is this all true? No, this is not true, sir. So you say it's a very clean, sanitary place, and they don't they don't serve you mashed potatoes with with anchovy juice poured on it because he told me that as well. Have That's you ever heard not true. So there's no anchovies being served there whatsoever. <laughs> no, sir. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking you. I really got this message from him, and I was very concerned. And he said, he said, you're the only one who can help me, Colonel Fabersham. And I said, I'll, I will use my, my diplomatic ties, even though I'm from England. I will use my diplomatic ties to, to help you here. Now, now, now I'm hearing he's not even there, which is very peculiar to me. Um, can, can you look up his name, please? What's his name? His name is Martin Curacao. Like the like the country, it's C U R A C A M. He's from Canada. Yes, he's a M- Martin Curacao. Sir, we do not have any Canadians here at the detention center. Uh, bollocks! I see. I don't know what. To, so, so you're sure the toilets all work fine there? He told me they bring him to a place. There's like a whole lot of Haitian people there who've who've been caught trying to immigrate to the island, and that that the bathrooms are all backed up, and that there's feces all over the ground, and that there's no, that you drink from a hose. If you, the drinking water there is that from a hose or not? No, sir. This is very peculiar. I don't know if these things are being reported to me. This this guy he he never lies about anything. He's he's kind of like a you know George Washington with the cherry tree. If you know that story. No. Maybe they don't teach that in the schools there. All right, so um. Uh, it's not an American. This is not an American place. We don't know anything about uh. 
All right, yeah, that's understandable. We we learned it in, in in Britain as well, so I thought maybe you would have learned it over there. And you're you're, you're much closer to the U.S. than we are. So all right, so so you're telling telling me that at this detention center, even though you have Haitians and others who are who are caught trying to uh, sneak into the island, that um, everything is uh, hunky dory over there, and everybody is um, treated in, with respect and in sanitary conditions, and the toilets all work fine, and the everyone are there enough beds for everyone there? Sufficient. Oh, is, is that a yes or a no? I don't know what sufficient means. Is that a yes sufficient. or no? Sufficient. Sufficient. I mean, clearly, you, you, you're going a little too deep at this particular time. If if there's something that you need to do... Well, what do you mean I'm going too deep? I'm asking basic questions about the... the, the yes, place. you're asking basic questions, sir, but I'm not the person that you should be, you should be asking. Well, no, but you can say to. if there's one bed for every person. If, you, if, if there's 150 beds... Hello, sir. Yes. Hello? Yes. I am not at liberty to disclose any information to you at this point because I don't know who you are. I, I told you. My name so is for me to say, so, for, so for me to say anything to you right now would be out of my place. If, no, no, if, I understand. If, but if, if you're calling in regards of a diplomatic situation, you can come to the detention center during well, no, no, Monday to Friday during business go. hours. No, 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 no. And you can speak with the superiors here. I'm, definitely, you, you, I'm not, definitely not setting foot over there after what I've heard about the anchovies. There's no way I'm going yeah. to that, but... But uh, what I'm going, I'm trying to ask you from the safety of my my telephone, and I'm trying to ask here, um, you know, like for example, if I asked you, is the sky blue? You'd say yes, and the reason you say that is because it's a simple answer, yes or no, and it, it's, it's nothing harmful. So if I say, yes. are there enough beds for people? If the answer is yes, what am I going to say? Oh, well, I, I wish said, but I answered you. I said that they're sufficient. But th- that's not yes. The sufficient is kind of an invasive sufficient, sort of answer. Sufficient means that there are enough. Okay, see, that's, if you just said that at the beginning, there'd be, we'd, we'd be done. All right. All right, so um, I'm going to um, investigate this further. I may call back. Tally ho, pip, pip, and uh, let's go on with the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's your verdict now? I don't know what to think. And that is he covering up for the for the the tent for the refugee camp? He was laughing when you said mashed potatoes and, and, and sardines or anchovies. Like, it's the most preposterous thing. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I mean, every country, when I mean, we have a refugee camp, you know, I don't know if there's one in Nevada, but there's, you know, I know there's one. Well, no, you know what there is? Because I know they sent... Uh, Nevada, there's one? How would they get there? They sent Sean Chicondo to, to when he... Remember when they tried to deport him? He was in a... Well, I guess it wasn't a refugee camp, but it was a detention center. Yeah, it I was going to say a refugee yeah. camp in a landlocked state would make sense. Yeah. Well, like, what about like, well, okay, but Arizona, for instance. I know Arizona probably does, right, from all the Mexicans. Don't they have, like, a refugee camp? I don't know if they have a camp. They may just put them in jail and ship them back. Yeah. What's the difference between a refugee camp and then just a refugee jail? Like, is a camp outdoors well, no, and the, the jail's indoors? The refugee camp is, is, more, is for people who are leaving from uh, countries where there's uh, a lot of problems and they don't want to ship them back. They're trying to do something nice for the refugees, and it's kind of between letting them stay and shipping them back to the horrible country they came from. Oh, uh, between stage. Oh, so what do you think the, the verdict is? Well, I think this camp exists. See, I, I believe the story. I, I believe now that but he is it went a hose? to this place. I mean, it, it, I believe he went to this place. Now, maybe he's exaggerating the conditions there, but I believe he went to this place. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the verdict is still unsolved. We don't really know. It's not solved, but it's a little more solved. We, we, I now believe with a fair degree of certainty, not. 100% obviously, but a fair degree of certainty that he really went to this place we called. Now the question is how bad is it there? Is, is it all and what fine? does the other guy do with the, the efficient? What does the other guy do with the refugee refugee detention help desk? 
I don't know. Like, like you like, think what does if you, he do? you're the shit all over the ground, you're going to call the help desk. That's what, I, that's what I would think. It's like it's like the guest services number at, uh, at a hotel. Jesus he call, Christ. If he calls zero from the refugee camp phone, they go, help desk, can I help you? That actually was a hard uh, – T-Buck brings up a good point in the chat. That was a real hard-hitting interview you did with the detention <laughs> center. You're getting too deep here. I can't like, say anymore. Guys that work for like, you think those are just like normal everyday Joes that he goes home to his wife and family. But do you think one day, like the guy like we just spoke to, like he wants to like be a dictator? That that's why you know what I'm saying? Like, is he? An yeah, up- he's trying to work his way up. Yeah, right. Or like someday he's gonna like take over the country with like the army or something. Yeah, one w- one day he's gonna leave the Bahamas. Gonna, I'm gonna get this Colonel Fabersham who pranked me one time and <laughs> find out who that is. Ready to declare war? Oh yikes! Yikes! Now I'm afraid. Now I'm really afraid to go to the Bahamas. No, you, should, yeah. you should be afraid to go to the Bahamas now. They're going to get you. Yeah. It's for this phone call, you, you can blame it on me. You can say it's that uh, that Jew dandruff back in the U.S. Now I'm just reading another article. It doesn't uh, I mean? This is from. I don't even know. Uh, it looks like it's someone's blog, but it, this is dated five years ago. But it talks about how there are deplorable, inhumane conditions at Her Majesty's prison, Fox Hill, in the Bahamas. Oh, well, and uh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I think, I guess, and this is where I'm going to let, let it go until any sort of you know further evidence. I think it's probably a little bit in the middle. I do think that obviously, you know, maybe there's some truth to a story, but I, I just still can't believe like the, the story about the yellow and brown in the eyes and that everyone had hepatitis like and and everyone was getting sick like that extent it just i don't know maybe i'm naive i don't think that can exist like and, and there's no media attention no one's reported it uh i mean there's just no evidence of it uh i mean you'd think if the kid went back he said he called the united nations and he called other agencies and no one helped him like i I, I think he probably mentioned the anchovies. They thought he was crazy. Yeah. Maybe. He's probably like, he's like, you know what the worst thing is? They can be mashed potatoes with anchovies and the anchovy juice. They're like, oh, okay, sir. Well, you had the general that you just talked to. He laughed. He had a huge LOL when you said anchovies. No, maybe he's like, ah, oh, they're onto us with the anchovies, but it's so <laughs> ridiculous no one will believe it. Well, you know what? It's also it was four years ago, so maybe they kind of phased it out of the menu. Yeah, maybe they ran out of anchovies. Maybe there's like a shortage now in 2016. Maybe there's an anchovy shortage in the Bahamas. Or they need him for the pizzas there. Jesus, <laughs> like why? Why anchovies on mashed potatoes? Like why just? Why not just mashed potatoes? Why the anchovies? Yeah. How much did you put burn on that call? By the way, I'm um, not that much. I, I actually it was pretty economical. Let's see. I, I burned. Uh, I mean, I should say I burned a lot to make people appreciate how much money no, I'm spending on totally the show. But in reality, I spent uh, seventy cents. Oh wow! Thought the button. That was a good. Maybe that was a price seven minute call. So I'm gonna guess maybe ten cents a minute. Yeah, I, I feel I got my money's worth. <laughs> wow. Very, very interesting. I'll tell you something. I did uh, fifteen. It was fifteen years ago, almost this month. It was fifteen years ago in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a thirteen and a half hour call where I spent five cents a minute. That added up. I'm gonna guess it was with a girl. It was the first time I talked to a girl. Yeah, my longest phone call ever, thirteen and a half hours. And hey, how many years ago today? Fi- no, not today. It was in January one, fifteen years ago. When that was the first time you ever talked to what girl? Any girl? No, it was no. What do you, was I don't, that, that particular girl, the first time I ever talked. Oh, to her, that girl. So you would have been what, like twenty eight, twenty nine? Yeah, I was almost twenty nine. And thirteen. When? What time did the call uh, initiate? The call oh, roughly. Shit, I'm trying to figure this was out. Was it like uh, evening, uh, the morning, morning, the night? Yeah, it, it went from like yeah, it went from like four p.m. to five thirty a.m. 
Mm. And then I, I talked to her 40 hours that week, including those 13 and a half. Like in like four and a half days, I spoke to her 40 hours, and I hadn't met her yet. And I'm like, and it wasn't even like over the computer. It was like it was like a weird story where we like, I, it wasn't a wrong number, but it was kind of a weird situation where she wasn't she wasn't like online or anything. It was just kind of a weird thing where I ended up talking to her, and we ended up talking for 40 hours. And I'm like. I, like by then we were like really into each other and right. like I was going to come up there but I'm like if this if I go there and it's a fail this is going to be like the, the most disappointing thing ever because imagine putting that much time into something in four days and then you go there and it's a fail it's kind of like a big much bigger level of with the share ride girl the bit the big nose yeah Remember? yeah much bigger level yeah. so, by the way uh, just it actually I, worked out when I went there it actually worked out so I do that, I do want to give a shout out real fast I just got a couple texts uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Pooh out there in Florida, he's listening live from his mansion in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. I kid you not, he texts me on the uh, the Drexel uh, text number line. So he's enjoying our show. And, uh, of course, earlier, like you said, it was Belly Buster was, you know, broadcast or listening live in uh, England. Daredevil is in Vegas now. Uh, he is moving here. Was this announced? Is he listening now? No, he's, he's not listening now. But he's actually made it to Vegas earlier today. So so he's in Vegas at the moment. He's in Vegas right now. Uh, does anyone know his name? His uh, name is well. In, he, no, they, I'm I don't not know if say they his, know his name. name. Well, yeah, he's staying uh, downtown right now. Yeah, he, he on Twitter he's at the Jack Plays. If anyone okay. Cares. So anyhow, so he he's moving to Vegas and he's in. Uh, I guess he got here from Canada sometime yesterday. He texted me and he's staying downtown for a couple of days. He has some family here that are going to see him off. Uh, Sure, he'll do a better job. You know, someone else from the forums whose mom was his mom, maybe it was his dad too, but definitely was his mom. Drove him out here from it was from the east coast of the U.S., so it's a little bit different. When he moved out here at a real young, immature, twenty-six years old. Yeah. Well, you know who he is. He was Scotty. No. I didn't know his mom drove him. Yeah, his mommy drove him out here. He told me when that he part. moved. He just, yes, he just got there. Yes, yeah. yep. Scotty, no. What do you think ever happened to that mutt? And that guy was a mutt. Well, he's he's still he's, around. Like he's, he's know, in, uh, Well, I know he died. I don't know if he still lives in Vegas. I don't know. I think he does, and and he still like tweets all the time. Like, not all the time, but he's still there. Like I wonder if he lurks on this site. I'm. They all do. They have to. I yeah, mean, he, he it, think it's just, he would at this point. You know, you have to admit. I know that you and Marty have your differences, and, and maybe even the Bahamian police are looking for a Canadian now in the refugee camp named Martin. And it's funny how he, the guy automatically knew that we have no Canadians here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? He didn't, like, like ruffle some papers, like, let me check. You know, like, or let me type something. Yep, no Canadians. Like, no, no Canadians, you know, only Haitians and Sri Lankans. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyhow, so you have to give... Old Judy, some credit though. He used to rip into fucking Scotty No hilariously. He tore him up. Yeah, yeah. You fucking mute. He called him a mute. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh. you know, Scotty No actually looks like one of those deranged shooters. That I'm not saying like in general. There's one. The guy, like, the red- Batman shooter. What? The guy that the, the guy with the red hair that went into the Batman show and shot everyone up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that guy, the Batman yeah. shooter. Yeah, he, he actually looked like Scotty No. It's kind of funny. And uh, now, Scotty, no, I was, I, I was really pissed at him. He really backstabbed me. I, I, how does that surprise me. you? He, what? He was aligned with, uh, you know. I know, I know, he was aligned with with Mike Hahn, but I was like, 
I don't even know the story. I forgot. What did he exactly do? What, what happened was I was always very nice to him. Like when I had extra food vouchers, I'd say, "Hey, you want to go out to dinner?" And I take him for a free dinner and things like that. And and I was I, I was I wasn't like close friends with him, but I was always nice to him, and we always got along well. And I always, tr- you know, if I, I think of him with things like that. Where uh, um, if there was some little favor I could do for him that I knew he would benefit from, I did. And. Uh, he uh, when the whole thing happened with me and MyCon, I wasn't expecting him to take my side. I was expecting him to do what people like Barry and, and others who knew both of us and maybe even were closer to MyCon just just stay out of it. Just don't get involved. And there were a lot of people who didn't get involved, like uh, you know, Hollywood Dave didn't get involved, uh, Barry didn't get involved. They just they just uh, said, okay, between you two, I'm not getting involved. And that's the right thing to do. Well, he uh, Scotty No just uh, really turned on me and got nasty. And 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 then also was uh, needling me that year when I when I bubbled in the five k limit event, which I thought was really shitty. Like I I bubbled nineteenth when it was they paid eighteen spots of a minimum of eleven thousand dollars, and I bubbled nineteenth by losing four hands in a row. And he tweets, "That's okay. Nineteenth is a great place to finish." So. And he and he and he admitted he was needling me. He wasn't like he, I, I didn't like just take it wrong. He admitted afterwards I, he was needling me. And he said it's because of the way I treated his friends. Lou Father, I mean, I'm having a little snack here. My blood sugar got low, so I'm going to mute myself again. That Frank Rizzo, he can always attack even if someone's having one peanut. Um, Lou <laughs> Father is saying that Scotty No is still logged in to the last Donktown chat from radio. Uh, four years, five years ago, whatever it was. I think it's close. I think Scotty Noah is refreshing Donk Down, just waiting for the next post that hasn't come in the last like nine months. <laughs> but anyway, please continue go on and talk about Scotty Noah. I want to. That's what happened. It was funny though. Like after everybody abandoned Donk Down, he was like logged in twenty four seven. They're like refreshing it. Like it always said, like users online, one member Scotty Noah and you know, whatever number of guests, and there's like no posts on there. So he was just holding. True or false? Did they refer to him yeah. as a Scotty Nobot? <laughs> Yeah, this guy you know about. That's pretty much what he was. So it was uh it was it was pretty sad. But I, I think True Scotty or false in your opinion a, I think he had a thing for Martha. I was just gonna ask you that. True or false in your opinion, was he in love with Miss Micon? Yes. Yes, Go time. on. T- tell us what the indicators were. Uh he he was just he he tried to whenever they'd be together, he'd like just sit there and try to talk to her as much as possible. Uh, he'd always try to talk to her online as much as possible. She, he just gave off like a very like creepy, awkward vibe that he, that he really liked her, but of course knew he couldn't say anything about it because she's with Micon and it wouldn't be appropriate. But like he, but then like it's so obvious he does, and that was that was what was making. Now, let me ask you this: You ever watch? I don't watch them, but I've heard of them. You ever watch or hear of these Dateline NBC shows? And it's always about a murder mystery. You know, like have you ever yeah, watched yeah, Dateline watched NBC? Them, yeah. yeah. Okay, but then the twist. Christine had two lovers. Now, I ask you, <laughs> they're going to make a Dateline NBC you know, murder mystery. This is all, of course, hypothetical. But say that you're the cop. You're not a, you're not a poker player. You don't do podcasts. You're a tough cop out of... Um, we're in California. Let's, if you had to be a cop, where would you be? What part of California? You're a tough cop. A you're, tough cop? Yeah. Where would you want to be? I'm not like... You know, but I'm talking about like... Uh, not like... Compton or, you know, just somewhere where it's like... Maybe I'd be in Sacramento so okay. I uh, abuse Marty. So anyhow, you're a cop. <clears throat> Everyone lives in Sacramento. You get a call one day, okay, and you find out that Mr. Mycon has been murdered. Mm. And 
allegedly, you hear from an anonymous tip, it was a crime of passion. Okay? And you get another anonymous tip, and it says, investigate these two sources. And then, you know, you get a fax, you look at the fax. It's a picture of Adam Schoenfeld and Scotty No. Okay? Some... <laughs> now, tell me who was the first out of those two suspects... Who do you think did it? Who would you see first and why? I would actually think Scotty No because he, he had more of the vibe of someone who would just like snap and, and do that because of his love for Martha. Where, where Adam Schoenfeld, I think, would just uh, – he'd be more the type that would kind of just like sneakily sabotage the relationship and then just hope that Martha runs to him. That's what, that's what I would uh, see happening with the two. I would definitely suspect Scotty No first. What about Schoenfeld? Is it not even possible he would have done this? Um, I'd have to look at him, obviously, but uh, I I would go to Scotty No first, and I'd have to make sure Schoenfeld is a good alibi too. But but from the two personality types, I'd say he's the lesser likely of the two. No, I, I mean he could easily be a snake in the grass and uh, and and try to steal her. When you're but, looking, uh, when you're but looking, not not as far as murder, I, I wouldn't see him doing it. When you're looking at credit card receipts and just other <laughs> other evidence, you're going to see a receipt from a florist out of Sacramento from a man named Martin Caracal who sent a dozen roses, a teddy bear, and a box of chocolates to Miss Martha Mikon. How is that going to make you as an investigator feel? <laughs> I'd have to check if uh, he was trolling on the forum and then Mikon, if uh, Mikon was threatening him over the trolling first. That's what I had to see. <laughs> That's funny. Many, I always agreed. Uh, I, I, you know, There was never any evidence, but just by watching his mannerisms... Yeah, I think they even used to hang out together. Like yeah, they alone. did. Like, like did they have like Thursday? Was, out, wasn't like, like Thursday Scotty No Day or something? Well, yeah, <laughs> like he would, that was loser. the funny thing. Like he, he would really want he would really want to hang out. She kind of didn't want to, and she was sensing what was going on with him. And uh, but but she kind of did it just kind of out of pity. And but then he actually would give her attention. Like he would he'd want to go out places with her where Mike on didn't want to go. So. I guess in a way that was good, but then she like kind of didn't want to be with him. He just kind of sit there quiet and stare at her. And then T Buck says Phantom would have got away with the murder while Jeff yeah. was investigating I don't think those Phantom two clowns. Would have had to do anything though? I think it would have uh, just whatever he wanted would have happened. Yeah. I don't think Phantom would have had to kill anybody. Scotty, fucking no, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I haven't uh... I said this before about about the Phantom scandal when that broke. Mikeon called me to ask me about it. I was with him when he called you. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So I, and and I, I was giving the advice that you know Martha's got to go to Phantom and just she's got to be the one to ask him not to distribute the pictures because I said Mike on like they all hate you if you ask they're just going to do it to piss you off but if she asks they're going to feel bad and that totally worked like uh, she went to him and then he's like oh okay no I won't do it don't worry and well, you know what's funny a lot of people I wouldn't say mock you Druff but they say you know, I think it's kind of strange that you're big you know you play poker you doing it professionally, but the only game you really play is Limit Hold'em. That, you know, just because it's a dying game, it's, you know, you walk into most card rooms, you're more likely to find No Limit or something else other than just, you know, a decent stakes Limit Hold'em. Scotty No is even worse. He only played one game. <laughs> he only concentrated on one game. And what game was that? It was Raz. I, yeah. Try try trying to live and survive and make an income just being a Raz pro. That's got to be tough. It was tough. so weird. And then what he would do is he'd like mark up his the one Raz tournament at the World Series like to an insane amount, like 1.5 or 1.4 or something like that. And then he never cashed in it. He never yeah. cashed in it once. No, no. <laughs> I mean, imagine just getting psyched for two days out of the year when you play a Raz tournament. <laughs> 
But those are like the two days. Like, I mean, uh, I don't even know how he's supporting himself. I wonder that too. Like, how is he supporting himself if uh, if all he plays is Raz? What's he even doing? Well, there used to be like a four eight or like eight sixteen or something like that on full tilt. You know, they used to have decent. I mean, not you know like insane, but he used to play that. He used to grind the Raz games. I swear to God, he played with them. His name was Scotty No. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He actually, I mean, you know, say the good, you say the bad, you mock someone, but you also, he did actually win. I mean, do you know his poker crowning achieving moment, right? He won an F-top uh, Raz tournament. Yeah, that's right. He had that he had that jersey. Shirt. Yeah, he had the jersey. I'm wearing, yeah. Yeah. That's right, the F-top shirt. Yeah. Gut is saying in the chat he doesn't remember how to play Raz. It's pretty simple. I mean, I, Jeff, I mean, I know you don't play it, but you know how to play Raz. Yeah, you know the yeah. rules to Raz. It's... You know, basically a wheel but backwards. Like you want, you know, best hand in a raz. Straights don't hurt you. You know, flushes don't hurt you. You want the five, four, three, two, one. You know, it's yep. and it's stud. It's dealt like stud uh, higher to stud eight or better. You know, first two cards down, four cards up, and then one card down, seven cards. I guess there's like five card raz I've heard. I've never seen it spread anywhere. You know, the World Series tournaments are a seven card raz and. Anyhow, so listen, Druff, it's uh, 5.15. Uh, I think, you know, it's funny. Most people aren't going to believe me. I think I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I mean, if you, unless yeah, you want to go on. I, I have to go, too. I, sh- okay. I should have gone to sleep already. No, I know. I appreciate you coming on. And at least the old girl got a you know much more proper burial than last night. Uh, well, it, it kind of makes the title of the last uh, podcast invalid about uh, yeah old laptops last stand. Yeah. I know. But I had to come on and talk about the Wynn Shopping Center because I didn't get to that last night. Um, but you know what? Uh, this Wednesday, in fact, if you do need me to run radio, we will have to figure out a way uh, to, to, to... Or you know what? If it's something as simple as me just literally going to Best Buy or somewhere and buying some sort of... So there's like a USB or an external... Well, see, that's the problem. There is an external thing, but I remember when I got mine, it, there was a, some setup involved it was when I first plugged it in, it wasn't working for radio right, and I had to oh, mess God. with the settings, and it was a pain in the ass. I remember that. So hmm. I will see about uh, – I also have one other issue, and that is when I go to a secret location and don't have this big radio set up with me, which is not very portable. Uh, the Just the headset, for whatever reason on this laptop, is very soft. So I have to find some kind of microphone booster too, like some software that just boosts the microphone. Right. So I'm kind of soft. Like a, you can hear me, but I'm very soft, and it'd be kind of tilting to listen to for a long time. And it, and it won't be a long show, at least not my part of it. Like I can't sit there for because I have to get up early in the morning. I can't sit there till four in the morning or something doing the show. So what kind of computer are, are you using now that has this sound card? That what what, what are you using? I bought an HP, a much newer than what well, you have, yeah. but I bought an HP this year in, uh, in not this year, in 2015 at the end, like in October 2015. And uh, or sorry, it was November. It was uh, it was just before okay. the Black Friday sales. And the funny thing was, I got this for much cheaper than I would have been if I waited for the Black Friday sales. I was I bought it just like I didn't want to. I did something very unJewish. I said I don't want to wait the last few weeks before the Black Friday sale. I just want to get it. And I went and got it. And I, I knew I was getting a very good deal. And I thought maybe I would I would beat the Black Friday prices. And indeed, I got a really really good buy on this thing. So, but it, it, did it have the? Mixer, the stereo mixer that's needed for all this already pre Yeah, I did. It was already just there. But did you know that when you ordered it? Or no, it... there's no way to tell when you're ordering so it. So if I order the same computer that you have, I would have it then? Yeah, but but it would be out like a... I, I got this computer 
it should have been around uh, like a thousand seventy five dollars. I got it for like nine something because they made they made some shipping fail that I won't go into, and they gave me one hundred fifty dollars credit. <laughs> but uh, but you know I would have had to pay like a thousand seventy five or so after tax. Right. But now to get the identical computer would be like. Thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred. So I, I got a really father saying that almost every laptop has stereo mixed, and you said there's some backdoor way to check if maybe it just was disabled well, by default. What happens? Yeah, they sometimes disable it through the registry, and you have to find the right registry key to enable it. See, when you went on on uh, on the podcasting software, and I had you do the pull down right. menu, it didn't show a stereo mix. Whereas, like on mine, I didn't have to do anything; it just showed it. So it just isn't an option. You just ha- don't have it as an input option. So what I'd really like to do is, uh, is team viewer into your computer. And uh, it's, it's very hard to explain this type of crap over the phone. So okay. I, I want team viewer. I don't know what a registry is, so yeah. You, 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 can, you can watch me to make sure I'm not uh, looking through your, uh, your files and see all the, the naked pictures you have there. And, uh, and then Well, Lou Father's basically in the chat saying I'm an idiot. He just says I need to turn stereo mix on, but it's not, it really is not that simple. No, it's not that simple. In fact, some, I, I don't know about I that. am an idiot yeah, about no, computers, but, but it really is not that simple. But some, some of them, you actually have to go change a registry key, and you have to know which one to change. And uh, I, There's a, a few things I'm going to try, so we'll see. Like this, this computer, I didn't have to do anything. It was just there. Yeah. So, so like I'm looking at it now. <clears throat> it just says like playback speaker. It says recording. My microphone. It says is a mic is real tech high definition audio. I don't know what that is. Well, like go into Skype and Skype. Are you on the audio options for Skype? I'm on both computers. Which one? The newer the, the, the new computer. New. Okay. Well, you no. If I log computer. in though, if I log into Skype, do I need to log in? Because no, no, you're on Skype right now. We, we couldn't no, but I'm on the old computer on Skype. Oh, old computer, yeah. If I log yeah. into the new one, it will knock me off this. Knock me off. Okay, okay. Well, just when 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 we're done here, just go mm-hmm. in there and take a look at the audio settings and look at the microphone and see if there's something like either called stereo mix or what you hear. And what is that under in Skype? What option? It's under audio settings. But under what? Under tools? Under um, Options, two hundred tools. It goes, it goes tools, options, and then and then uh, then audio settings, and then you'll see it says microphone, and you'll look under it, what, what it said. You'll it's a drop down, and you'll see you have options. You're, you're going to be looking for either stereo okay, like mix on the or, old girl. It says the one, what I'm using right now. It says Con X Ant AMC audio, and that's what I'm talking on right now. That's what it says for microphone on my on the old girl, the one I'm talking to you right now through. Through the old laptop, the old girl, the old HP. That's a weird thing. It usually it says, says either stereo C-O-N-E-X-A-N-T-A-M-C mix or an E X A N T A M C audio. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. But you know what? hold on, let me see if, if it. I don't, maybe it won't log me off if I'm okay. Let's see if it lets me log in. But yeah, if I can get, I'd be very very happy if I can just get a working. Uh, I think it hasn't kicked us. Nope. Okay. Okay. How's he always online? All right. So options. And then it's, what did you say? Audio settings or sounds? Okay. Audio settings, microphone. The option it gives me is microphone, real tech, high definition audio. Speakers. Are you still there, Jeff? I think I lost them. <laughs> I guess it did not come out. Jeff. Oh, that's a shame. Druff? Druff? <laughs> All right. 
Well, it's still showing he's online, but he's not online. Yeah, and Skype is frozen on my end again. All right, Jeff, can you hear me? If you're in the chat. Well, listen, guys. <clears throat> Thank you all for listening. Druff uh, would have said goodbye. But as soon as he said it didn't kick us off, it kicked him off. And yeah, listen, thank you all for listening. I did actually promise a uh, end of the night show before the Super Bowl, and I guess I did deliver back to back nights. Gosh, did a show last night till about one thirty in the morning, another one tonight for, what are we on now? Three hours? Something like that? Two hours? Show, the show will be archived. Those that didn't listen from the beginning. Uh, and as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Jay Stat, level account. He's been here from the start. Uh, C Manx, good kid, real talk, gut, Lou Father, always being supportive, always listening. Limp Donk, Bingo, T Buck, shout out to Pooh. Shout out to C Money, who'll be listening to this. Shout out to Jeannie, my friend George, my other co host, Daredevil. Shout out to Mumblesby. I mean, he's a truck driver. He's listening to this. And they say these truck drivers are, the, they would, are what makes the economy keep going. You know, they're like, what commerce is all about. Anyhow, shout out to Mumblesby. I said last night, uh, you know, I approve of the guy. He's kind of, feels like a fraternity. You know, we've hazed him enough, and, you know, I think he's kind of paid his dues. So, anyhow, I'll be back soon. I'm going to get this computer situation fixed so I can do real radio. Um, but I do appreciate everyone listening, all the supports, the texts. Thank you, Pooh. Thank you, Belly Buster. Thank you, PFA. Everyone, good luck. Have a great weekend. Good luck on the game. Uh, I have to say, I guess, if the line is six and a half, which it is now in most places, i got to say Denver is a pick. Just their defense is too good. I mean, could I see Denver, Manning, turning it over on their own side of the field and maybe getting down? 7, 10, 14, 0 pretty early and struggling to, to get back in the game because they don't really have like a high-octate offense. Yeah, I can, but I mean, that defense, it's a good defense. That's one of the best defenses uh, that I've seen. I mean, I think it's right up there almost with the Ravens. You know, everyone says that Ravens defense with Ray Lewis that won the Super Bowl is the best ever. Um, but, you know, this defense is up there. Anyhow, good night, everyone. Godspeed. Thank you all for listening and I'll talk with you all soon. Okay. I have to do a hard reset to end radio. <laughs> she's such a good girl. Like, she's not even that warm. She's, like, lukewarm. Like, I just tried to hit the, like, end button. and So we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way and just do the hard reset. Anyhow, good night. I'll be back soon. <laughs>